The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the warm and wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is January 23rd, 2022, and here's a topic that we will discuss on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. The former president ordering the military to seize voting machines, empowering the Defense Department to decide, along with the president's own director of national intelligence, whether the election he just lost was fair or not. Also directing the Justice Department to name a special counsel to oversee this effort, including the prosecution of potential election-related crimes, which his outgoing attorney general, as you may remember, had just said were inconsequential, if not non-existent. And the timetable for all this would have kept the former president in the White House for weeks beyond the end of his term in office. Uh, and, and the January 6th investigation today showed a whole bunch of its work in a kind of shocking letter to Ivanka Trump, the adult daughter of former President Trump. This has been a, a remarkable few days for the Trump family. I mean, just in the past 48 hours, right, we've had the news reported by CNN that Eric Trump and Kimberly Guilfoyle, who's the fiance of, of Donald Trump Jr., they reportedly both had their phone records subpoenaed and obtained by the January 6th investigation. Um, also, Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump, as well as their father, the former president, they were all the subject of a long public-facing court filing from the New York Attorney General, effectively accusing them all of personal involvement in a very detailed, sort of lurid list of alleged bank fraud, tax fraud, and insurance fraud schemes at the Trump family real estate business. But first, everyone, we have some breaking news to share over Arizona, from Arizona, rather. That is where the state's Democratic Party has just formally censured Senator Kirsten Sinema. Yeah, so the Arizona Democratic Party actually just met behind closed doors this morning, taking uh, this formal vote to censure her. Of course, they prepared legislation last fall if she were to go against what they say is democracy, if she were not to go forward and vote and do whatever it takes to pass voting rights legislation. They said in part in their statement, quote, while we take no pleasure in this announcement, the ADP executive board has decided to formally censure Senator Cinema as a result of her failure to do whatever it takes to ensure the health of our democracy now. None of them make a lot of sense to me, but I... Well, let's, let's try our way. Come on. New year. Uh, why are you trying so hard in your first year to pull the country so far to the left? Well... I'm not. I don't know what you consider to be too far to the left if, in fact, we're talking about making sure that we had the money for COVID, making sure we had the money to put together the bipartisan infrastructure. 
making sure we were able to provide for those things that, in fact, would significantly reduce the burden on working class people but make them have to continue to work hard. Online radio at its best. Daily Prayer for Protection. Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God, and I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number, and welcome to the serious founder of the Jay Ryle Show. I'm Jay Ryle. Of course, I never share this stage by myself. Vanessa Mae Bell is in the house. Jackie's in the house, and of course, the man who gets the first and last word on the serious side is in the house as well. Mr. Elias, let's say good morning to the crew. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning, my brother. How are you, sweetheart? And hello, everybody well. out there. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. All right, appreciate you. A little, little chilly in Texas this morning, but uh, hey, hopefully it'll be a nice day. See the sun's peeking through the curtains, and so hopefully it'll warm up just a tad bit. Let's say good morning to uh, Jackie. Jackie's in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? Well, well, that you are here. As always, thank you so much. The man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you, sir? Well, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And good morning, Nelson. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Mama B. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, man. The number three. The number is 347-850-1272. Of course, you know, we always take a few minutes before the show to kind of wrap and clap. And really, we try to target stories that we will not discuss during the course of the show. One big story that uh, I'm pretty sure we will be discussing here in the next few months, the trial for the three police officers, the other guys who were convicted and who were arrested, not convicted, but arrested in the George Floyd situation or his murder. It's not a situation. He was murdered. These three cops are now going on trial. Uh, jury has been seated. Uh, hopefully, we'll start getting some opening arguments. Mr. Elias, man, give me a thoughts on this. You know how we do it before trial starts. What do you think, man? You think well, these guys are going to be convicted, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be convicted, to be honest, yes. Because, I mean, they won't, they won't get as harsh sentences as... Uh, uh, as Chauvin, but they'll 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 be convicted because they sat there and watched this man get murdered. It's like they said, if you if you're if you're uh, uh, a participant and you don't you know you even if you're driving a car and a drive by, you're just as guilty as the person that pulled the trigger. So they watched it. They watched it happen. They could have stopped. They could have got. They could have got him off of him. They could have just pulled him off. Say, man, come on, you you've done enough. Stop. You're killing him. But they didn't. They just sat there. They were complicit in what he did. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get some time. Mm-hmm. So you don't think it's going to be as much as Derek Chauvin? So all right, give me your uh, yeah. what do you think? They're gonna be convicted, and how many years you think they're gonna serve? Uh, I think 
the, the three that kneeled on him, they get between uh, five to ten, and the one that uh, that that stood stood by about five years. Okay, you agree with that, Vanessa? I do, I do. I agree. I agree with you, Les. I, and I don't know which one it stood by. The one that that was pro, on probation, the one who was new, the one they were training. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to get his me. I think it's just going to be like five years for him. Uh, and the rest of them, I don't know. I think it's... No. I think that they're definitely going to be doing 10. So that means in order to do 10, they have to be in there for at least 15. So I think they're going to get about 15 years. The ones who stood there watched him die or did nothing and they could have. Yeah, I think it's going to be about 15 years for them. Wow. 15, 20 so years. Said, that's the wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's murder. It's murder. Well, that's a yeah, lot. Enough. I mean, yeah, but, but you said five, Mr. Elias. You said five years. Well, the one, the one, that, yeah, the one, yeah, I think that, that, that yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so are you saying the, they only have to do half? Uh-huh. Let's remember, they only have to do half. So if you say five, that means he only has to do two and a half. That's why I said ten. Because if he gets ten, then mm. he's got the five of his behavior. Hell, the guy that got the hell, the guy that killed the car McDonald, who they had on videotape, and you don't know it, he got out this week. Are you serious? Yes, he got out. He got out last week. Yes, yes, he got out last week. Sure did. So, mm-hmm. how many Service, years? I mean, well, that that had. Yeah, I was going to say, because we mm-hmm. talked about that on the show. So, I mean, it had to be. Wow. Yeah, was it on an appeal, or what happened? No. He served his three years. They gave him seven years. He served three, and he got out. Ta-da. Uh-huh. That's and that was why on video I just case. told you it's not five. It's too many wow. eyes on the floor's case. So, I don't think he's going to do five, so that means two and a half. It is too many people's wow. eyes on George Floyd's case. I don't know. I don't uh, think so. Uh, and, and the case of Laquan McDonald, Vanessa, this was on videotape. And this guy shot him, shot at him 15 times. Hit, hit, hit him eight times. Yeah. That's good. You yeah, but what she right. means. You, know you yeah, might be right, Jay. Listen, and this is not going to be talked about on the show. The little girl who got okay. killed down the street from me with 22 shots in her back. The boy who shot her 22 times is walking the street. No, he ain't walking the street because his ass is in Mexico right about now. <laughs> the boy who shot that girl in the back, 15 years old, 22 times over another girl is out. Bless you, might be right, because they let that little boy out. Now, you know $25,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that wasn't number party and put up. That little boy is in Mexico. Hello, world. Yes, yeah, but 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 I think when, right. when she when she says all eyes are on this case, I don't think she she means the fact that you know it's recorded and everybody can see it. It's just like, come on, uh, this this whole thing with George Floyd created a national movement, and I you know yeah, I, I'm thinking probably yeah yeah I'm thinking that they're going to get 15 years apiece. Um, I really and truly believe that. I think so. I think so, Jay. I have to agree with you because they only have to do half. They only have to do half. It's not a federal crime. So in order to do half, it's only seven years for murder. And I believe that's what they're going to end up doing. Five to seven. So that means 10 to 15 years. Yep. 
Yeah, but we have to be careful as well because remember now there could be uh, I think didn't, weren't they charged uh, for Sorry, violating his civil yeah. rights as well? So they're going to have to go to trial yeah. for that too. Yeah, they, yeah, they're going to federal crime too. I got a federal yeah, crime. So, so yeah, yeah, so. I don't remember what's the federal crime. Violating his civil rights. When they violated civil rights, they violated his civil rights. So, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Wow, that's uh, crazy. All right, let me change the topic a little bit before we get into it. All right, Mr. Elias, uh, one day of football down, bro. Yeah, me man. Last second kicks. (laughs) What what are you thinking, man? I I was actually shocked at the Green Bay game. I really was. I I was shocked at the Cincinnati game. But I was shocked at the Green Bay game. I was definitely shocked, man. I thought Aaron Rodgers would have came out gunning. Because he, he's playing for his, you know, he's playing for a career right now. But, hey, he didn't. He's playing for what career? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, so he, he's done with Green Bay, man. He's done. Well, there you go. You forget well, Green Bay. Huh? huh? No, I'm saying, listen, I was rooting against him because of that lie he told about vaccines. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, take your butt on out of here. You know, the bottom line is, and the NFL has changed the rules now, saying that they're not going to require players to be, quote, unquote, vaccinated, even though 95%, I think it's anywhere between 92 to 95% of the league, they are vaccinated. So now they're saying, oh, well, we're just going to make sure that they have, you know, proper testing and all this different stuff. You know, once again, man, just... This is just nuts, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, you know, not pertaining to the NFL, but just coming up in Covina time, we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on with Joe Rogan. It's just the fact that these people keep putting out this misinformation, and people are listening mm-hmm. to this, and folks are going to continue to die. I mean, it's just the way it mm-hmm. is. I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the hospitals are flooded, man, you know? And uh, you know, people act like this is a, this is a joke. You know, it's fake news, and you, you hear it all. Yeah, I, I, where I work at, you know, you, you hear it all. It's, it's not true. It's, it, it's all it's all false. And if that was all that, so and I always ask myself, if you feel that way, why don't your ass go in and volunteer in one of the COVID units? Don't put on no mask. Don't put on nothing. Just walk your happy ass in there and go. On. There you go. Go for it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. go. I mean, yeah, let's try your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's try your way. Let's let's mm-hmm. see if your way works. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's just yep. crazy. And I saw I saw a uh, a stat that said we have lost over 550 healthcare workers. I think in the last 12 months, as far as walking off the job or just you know, mm-hmm. people are saying, look, why are we in this profession where people are not if people are not going to take care of themselves? You know, why the hell should we continue to put mm-hmm. ourselves at risk? You know, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I know it's what you signed up for, but damn, you didn't sign up. You didn't sign up to for people not to get a vaccine that that, that can be vaccinated and be healthy. Come on, stop. Come on. But is, but is it but is it inhumane to say, okay, if you go to the hospital, and I know the answer to this question, I just want to say it out loud. Is it inhumane to say, okay, when you go to the hospital, they ask you, okay, have you had a COVID shot? Nope. Okay, we're gonna roll you in the back room. You just gotta wait your turn. You know, I mean, I just, yeah. it just some way, somehow, you know, it's just yeah. other people's ignorance put folks in jeopardy. And I'm like, why am I putting myself in jeopardy? See, you thought I was going to say something, didn't you, Jay? You thought no, I no, 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 <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, no I didn't. It, 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 it,
Uh, okay, let me I'm ask you this then. Okay, let me ask you this then. Let's say you're standing on the side. You, you're, you know, it's winter. You're standing on the bank of a river, and you see somebody just ridiculously drives on purpose on a sheet of ice, see if they can make their car slide from one end of the lake or the other. And the car, you know, breaks the ice and submerges. Do you go out there and save them? I'm going to sit back yeah. and just watch. I'm, I'm not. Nope. I'm going to go and try to do my best without killing myself or go get help or something. Yeah, I'll call somebody, I but I, I'm and not doing it. Do I'm not that, going out there. I have to look at myself in the mirror. And oh, I don't have a problem looking at myself in the mirror. Won't be a problem for me. Okay, that's you. Pray for that's Jay. you. Pray for what are you talking about pray for me? What does that mean? Pray for Jay. You, you, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I, you know, even if that happens, I'm going to try to help them. I am definitely going to try oh, to help Oh, so you're going to go I'm out there. Wait a minute. Oh, so... So you're going to go out no, there, not, you're going to risk I, your life. Yeah. I'm going to try and help him, Jay. I, I just, I, that's oh, me. man, that's I'm going to try and help okay. him. Well, you okay, well, good for you. on this panel this morning that ain't trying to get through the pearly gate. Well, I, okay, what does that have to do with anything? Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I'm done. All right, 347850. Sure I don't want to talk to you. I'm done. I'm oh done. I'm God. done. Okay. We're going to break. I'm done. Pastor, like Mr. Elliot said, pray for me. We're going to break. We'll be right back with the show. All these old. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to risk my life for somebody that does something stupid. I ain't doing it. Jackie, I'm not listening to you either. All right, we'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. With negotiations between the U.S. and Russia appearing deadlocked, Russia has announced naval drills amid concern about a potential attack on Ukraine. NPR's Rob Schmitz reports. Six Russian landing ships capable of carrying tanks, troops, and other military vehicles are on their way towards the Black Sea in a deployment that could bolster an amphibious landing on Ukraine's southern coast should Russian President Vladimir Putin order an attack. Russian troops, along with Iskander's short-range ballistic missiles, began arriving in Belarus last week after traveling across the country from Russia's Far East. The White House is calling an intelligence assessment by the British government deeply concerning and says the U.S. stands with the duly elected government of Ukraine. The U.K. is accusing Moscow of planning to replace Ukraine's government with a pro-Russian administration and says Russian intelligence officers have been in contact with former Ukrainian politicians including the leader of a small pro-Moscow political party. The British Foreign Ministry, however, has not provided evidence to back up the claim. An unusual January wildfire is burning in Big Sur along California's central coast. The fire prompted authorities to close part of a scenic highway, the Highway 1, that hugs the coastline. Officials say the blaze is 20% contained and has burned more than 1,500 acres. From member station KAZU in Monterey, Erica Mahoney reports. Dramatic images of flames burning near the famous Bixby Bridge swept social media. Kirk Gaffel is president of the Big Sur Chamber of Commerce. He said the fire is threatening homes and nearby state park properties, but he's optimistic that firefighters will be able to contain it soon. Weather conditions appear to be improving, and hopefully, because there are not a lot of fires in California right now in January, They should be able to get a lot of resources on this fire. December brought heavy rain to Big Sur, but January has been dry, and high winds hit the area this weekend. 
For NPR News, I'm Erica Mahoney in Monterey. The Arizona Democratic Party is rebuking one of its own. NPR's Rachel Treason reports on this weekend's vote by the executive board to censure Senator Kirsten Sinema for her defense of the filibuster. Sinema joined fellow moderate Senator Joe Manchin in blocking a Democratic effort to change the filibuster on Wednesday, which would have allowed lawmakers to pass voting rights legislation despite Republican opposition. Arizona Democrats said in a statement that, quote, in the choice between an archaic legislative norm and protecting Arizonans' right to vote, we choose the latter and we always will, end quote. Sinema supported the voting rights legislation, but has long been opposed to altering the filibuster, despite growing calls from party leaders, including President Joe Biden. Her office said Saturday that she has always promised to be an independent voice for the state, not for either political party. Rachel Treisman, NPR News. This is NPR. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. The former president ordering the military to seize voting machines, empowering the Defense Department to decide, along with the president's own director of national intelligence, whether the election he just lost was fair or not. Also directing the Justice Department to name a special counsel to oversee this effort, including the prosecution of potential election-related crimes, which his outgoing attorney general, as you may remember, had just said were inconsequential, if not non-existent. And the timetable for all this would have kept the former president in the White House for weeks beyond the end of his term in office. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It is the serious out on a beautiful Sunday. A little nippy outside for a lot of us, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying the weather. All right, so now we know why Donald Trump fought so hard to keep the presidential papers during his last few weeks in office. Now we know why he fought so hard keep those things from going public what's being revealed in those papers is something that is just unrealistic you heard a little bit of, a little bit of it the fact that they were trying and planning to and someone's mic is really really loud planning to try to have the military listen to this folks military seize voting machines I mean, what? Where are we? Are we in Grenada? I mean, what? What's going on here? Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, man. Now we know why Donald Trump was fighting to keep this stuff under wraps. So now that it's being exposed, and you're starting to hear some of the things that they were planning to do to steal this election, they have broken every freaking law there is when it comes to this type of stuff. And not to mention just peeing and pissing all over. The Constitution. So when you first heard about some of the things that this administration or the last administration, I should say, were planning on doing to try to steal the election, my brother, give me your thoughts on this. Well, it's not surprising. Hell, it's been out there for the longest. This stuff has not been out there. But how can you say it's not surprising? 
You're talking about using the military. They were going to have Michael Flynn is the one that advised them to use to do a military coup. Come on, Jay. But dude, advising since the beginning, Mr. Elias, advising and putting together a draft to disseminate amongst the people—that's different. Mm -hmm. How can you say? How can you say that you're not surprised? You're not surprised by that. I'm not How? do that. You know, look, because he started out by saying, even before the election happened, if you look at the first time when he said, when he won, he was surprised he won against Hillary Clinton. He said, I know I'm going to lose, but it's all fake. It's all fake. That's all he's ever going to do is say, it's all fake. It's fake news. They're not, I, I, didn't, I didn't lose the election. He lost, he lost by a landslide. He lost by a landslide. And, and that's what they do. And, and 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 you knew damn well that he was planning a military coup against it because it was it was report, been reported in the news that Michael Flynn is the one that was advising him to do it. They were they were advising him to get, to grab the yeah. uh, all the election machines and, they, and he was gonna stay in office for as long as he could. They weren't gonna let they weren't gonna let Biden come in. They didn't want Biden to come in, and because, and that's the reason they were, that's the reason they wanted to grab the Mike Pence because they they wanted Mike Pence to go along with it. This stuff is it's been in the news for months. It's nothing new. It's not surprising. It's, you know, some, we, if you go back and listen to the show, I said when this guy loses, he didn't want to leave office. He didn't want to leave office. It's like we got the little troll easy in here now. He's coming back now because, you know, he feels he's comfortable now. Eh, he lost. But when Donald Trump lost, with that, 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 that bastard disappeared, didn't he? So that, that's what, what are you talking? They're trolls. What are you talking about? They're trolls. They're trolls, and they're going to keep doing it, Jay. This is nothing surprising about what they. This is nothing surprising. This is nothing surprising. I don't understand why you're surprised about this. This guy's a narcissist. I'm surprised. You know why? You, you, well, I'll tell you why. I mean, since you said it, I'm surprised. Because we're talking about they were putting a plan in place. This wasn't talk. This wasn't calling a few election officials. They were putting things in place to stop this. You know, Vanessa, once the National Archives released all this information, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the uh, reports that are that, that's out there talked about how Donald Trump <laughs> called, you know, Mike Pence, hey, if you don't, you know, you can do the right thing by not certifying the election, or you can go down as being a, the word rounds with wussy. And when they asked Trump, did he say it? And he, and he didn't deny that he, I mean, so think about this. And this is the thing I don't understand. Where are all the grown men at? You know, so he is belittling, you know, we've already talked about how he just makes, you know, Ted Cruz kisses his behind every opportunity he gets. I mean, it's amazing how grown men count out to this dude. I'm just amazed at at, at this. I, I, I'm just shocked. I really am. And the fact that they were putting this in place, Vanessa, were you surprised that they were talking about using the military? Right? You can't use the military for nationals. I mean, the, you have. That's why you have the national guard. U.S. military is not supposed not- to use, you know, within the borders of the continental United States. Okay, it's not surprising that they were trying to use the military. It is surprising that the military would have gone along with it. Well, Just because he is the head chief or whatever, are you telling me that all of those generals have to do 
commander in chief, but I'm saying the generals. Isn't he giving the the command to do this stuff to the generals that's out there in the field? Am I doing the chain well, of command correct? No, you, you're right. Let me explain what she's saying. Basically, you know, as a military service member, you have the right to disobey an unlawful order. Yeah. So now this is where it gets tricky, though. It's coming from the president of the United States. So you have the ability to disobey an unlawful order. And so, and we talked about this. General Milley, you know, he sent out a memo. Remember this whole thing when they thought Trump was really seriously thinking about using nuclear weapons against somebody? And they were saying, wait a minute, let's check our protocols. I mean, listen to what I just said. They were concerned that the president of the United States was going to use nuclear weapons. And so they had to revisit the protocols to ensure that they had fail-safes in place to prevent the commander-in-chief, who may have a wild hair up his ass, to launch a nuclear attack. I am. But, Jay, but all all the stuff you're saying, do you really think that – no, listen. Do you really think that all the Republicans – that are backing him really want to back this insane person, this clown, as Liz calls him, this person who doesn't care about anybody but himself, the same person that's going to throw Donald Jr. under the bus to save Ivanka? <laughs> do you really think She's that all of them really back him? I don't think they do. <laughs> I think what they're doing is they're just trying to back the party until they get to where they want to be. It's all about well, that's exactly what the they're party. doing. The party at all costs. It's not even really the party. It's about money. How much money well, they Well, it's the party, though. In position. It is, but a lot of them are getting kickbacks under the table, Jay, and you know I'm right. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, when you're in power, no, 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 you're right. When you're in power, you reap the benefits of having those strong positions. You know, people are going to find ways to get money to you. You have access to your yep. campaign finance and all monies and stuff like that. You can't tell me that, you know, if a person has a million or $2 million in their campaign war chest that they don't, they can't find creative ways to pull that money out. You just can't tell me that. And it's not so being I'm scrutinized not as close as a lot of people really. think. Huh? Say I'm what? I'm surprised that India, Donald Trump is nuts. I think he's crazy, and I think those butt kissers, that's a part of the group that don't have any balls to stand up to him, you know, and I think he's hung fish out to dry, and his wife, his wife should be looking up at her husband's head like he's a wuss because he talks about her too. Well, so they, they have no her. spine. They have no spine. Nope. That's the nope. thing that kills me, that grown men. We're talking about grown men, powerful men who, you know, I've always said this, that if you run for office, you have to have an ego, right? You have to feel that you're the stuff. And for you to count out to this dude who was a Democrat a long time ago, mind you, who is probably one of the dumbest people on the face of this planet, but for you guys to just lick his boots every opportunity you get, it's just amazing to me. I, I'm, I, I am still baffled at grown men and licking the boots off. Let me go ahead and take some Trump. people off, Jay. So why go y'all want to talk about why don't Trump want to talk about 
Ted Cruz's wife, and he had so much to say about Mike Pence's wife, and anybody else's wife, let me go ahead and piss you off, America. Let's talk about his nude modeling wife, who everybody in the country has seen her nook-nook, but you want to call somebody's wife a dog face. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And these men, these men don't have any backbone and defend their wives and to Trump. They just don't. But see, I guarantee you, honey, them wives behind the closed doors, them wives got some stuff to say. Trust me, I'm a wife of 39 years. They, them wives are saying some stuff. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something, Vanessa. Let, let me tell you something, Vanessa. Uh, you know, Melania Trump, everyone was feeling sorry for her. Remember the whole thing, blink your eyes if you're in trouble. Well, you know, we're, we're starting to find out she is just as rotten as he is. So, I mean, I don't want to hear that mess. I mean, the fact that we have no grown men in the, in the GOP tells us a lot. They're just weak. They're bootlickers. And at the end of the day, this guy put – I mean, when you read this report, when you go back and look at these papers, you have to be stunned. I am. And we talk about this all the time. The fact that, and maybe because I understand how the military is structured, maybe that's the reason why I'm so stunned by this. But my God, come on, guys, this is unbelievable. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Looks like the smartest man in the world, uh, Jerome Spree, has joined us. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, man. Just another day in paradise. No palm trees. Hey, good morning, Vanessa. Hey. Good morning, Jerome. All right. All right. So now we're talking about the fact that Donald Trump, the National Archives, released the records that, he, that Donald Trump fought to keep under wraps. And when you start reading some of this stuff, Jerome, uh, you know, everyone says that they're not surprised, and I'm pretty sure you're going to flow right along with that groove. I am. But give me your thoughts on it, because I'm just stunned at the fact that they had a plan in place. They They were moving forward. This wasn't a phone call to some – you know, attorney general in some state, they were putting in things in place to say, okay, if the states are not going to help us out, then let's go ahead and do our thing at a national level. Give me a thought to this topic. Well, I I think that um, here is where we have a tendency of thinking, oh, this can't happen. Like, this ain't never going to happen. Those dudes had plans. They knew what they was doing. And don't think that they can't put them back together on the fly. Mm-hmm. No matter who's there, they, if you bring them same people in there, those plans are sitting someplace. And it's kind of why I said before that Biden needs to get rid of everybody, and I mean everybody that Trump put in place that's in federal government right now, because they are just a flat sleeper cell of chaos. If they sit there too long, they are just going to be radicalized like they are with everybody else. And I did hear the earlier part with when you guys talked about Michael Flynn. That dude was radicalized at the beginning when he was meeting with the Russians before they actually got in, got into office. That should tell you something about their plotting. They what they wasn't governing. They damn sure wasn't doing that. And mm. even when I hear, I, I had a conversation with someone, and I just literally stopped talking um, when I had a conversation with him this week. Um, Not a friend of mine, but this guy who was talking, who is obviously, well, he says he's a libertarian, but that that white dude was a Trump supporter, right? And so he's trying to ease me into understanding what he's saying about Trump. 
and how his foreign policy was something. Trump ain't had no damn foreign policy. Trump did nope. what benefited him and his family. Right. right. So to actually have people still still supporting Trump or still backing him with these fictitious, he was doing things that was looking out for America and all this other stuff, they were brainwashed. And yep. I guess you can brainwash people massively. And so looking at the plans that they had, they they counted on the people brainwashing just to carry out what they were doing. So I, I don't yep. I'm not surprised by it at all. And um we had to know what was going on because they were they were operating that way. It's like watching Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell, right? They they get rid of filibuster just to put in Supreme Court judge, judges, and then they put it back, and now they're fighting. Oh, we should keep it, and y'all can't change the rules like they didn't do it. So that, that's a that's a switch for them. They make you play by the rules, and then they don't. I don't know. We but we, Jerome, we have but to do all of that. But the Democrats are stupid enough to play by the rules, Jerome. But the Democrats are stupid, and they plan by the rules instead of changing the rules while they're in power. I think that it is insane that that Joe Biden is not doing more about the filibuster, about these voting rules that are being changed in different places. I think that while we're in power, there are some things that we should be trying to get into place. Even if he can't do anything about the Listen to me. I know that. Let me finish. I know he's not in power to be able to do everything, but he does have a voice at this point while we are in control. He does have a voice. In a few minutes, he ain't going to have that voice. It's going to be too late. Well, to your point, point, they have a a back door to this, and it's called reconciliation. You can do – he still can use reconciliation twice, and that since those guys do not want to change the filibuster, you should say, okay, well, we'll just put it in reconciliation. It is not, it is not the filibuster, and it is a way to, like, uh, they have to attach it to some sort of spending, though. It has to impact the budget, but you can still do it. That's okay. Trump is going to figure out a way to use it, Jerome. And I think that Joe Biden needs to get a little backbone just a little bit because he's getting on my nerves. That's just my opinion. Well, I I think that in this case, Joe Biden is by default helping the process because it's where his default is. He's a person that plays by the rules. And and he's held tight to them, opposed to saying, Hey, rules rules can be changed. I mean, I, I can tell you the story about someone who who um, a campaign that I did years ago, and the person gets in office and says to me, "I can't do that." That they're an attorney now. I can't do that because that's not what the law says. And I said, "Change the law, right? You have power to do that, don't you?" And it was like, "Well, yeah." But you can't get into places and then be law-abiding when you make laws. Because, again, Mitch McConnell and those guys change every law that they can when they know that they can. They backdoor every law. So Joe Biden, what he can do is he can strategically use executive orders and use reconciliation. But what he does not want to do is he don't want to blow up his relationship with other white folks. And this is kind of a pathology of white folks to begin with about thinking that they're all still crew. 
they don't see it as a they see it more of a sport than dealing with somebody's lives. Black people see politics as as um, somebody messing with your life or your livelihood. White folks see it as a sport. And so, hmm. you know, and that's on the surface. I'm not saying all of them do, but I'm, you know, politicians see it as a sport. They sit around laughing at each other and they starve out seniors. Or they're messing with people's health insurance and people are dying of stuff that they shouldn't die for. And then they're going out to lunch and golfing, talking about what should we do on our next tax breaks. They're playing with people's lives, but they see it as a sport. I, I, I like the way you broke that down. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a zero-stunt game when it comes to that. Go ahead. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. An open letter urging Spotify to crack down on COVID-19 misinformation has gained the signatures of more than 1,000 doctors, scientists, and health professionals spurned by the growing concerns of the anti-vaccine rhetoric from some of its main shows, especially a show called The Joe Rogan Experience. The medical and scientific uh, expert Sam Rogan's track record of airing false claims about coronavirus pandemic and vaccines and unproven treatments, calling it a sociological issue of devastating proportions, Spotify, they say, has enabled him. In this week's edition of Inform Minutes, there's something that you need to know. We're going to hear this story in detail because we just talked about how people are falling for this nonsense stop believing this garbage folks do your research look at the science but you know we're going to do what we can to make sure that we put the right information out it is convenient time in four minutes or less something that you need to know we'll be right back after this don't you go anywhere it's the serious side of the james rouse show over a thousand doctors scientists and health professionals are calling out spotify over false claims about covid aired by its most popular podcaster joe rogan as NPR tech correspondent Shannon Bond reports, while platforms such as Facebook and Twitter face intense scrutiny for their role in spreading harmful health hoaxes, podcasts can be even more influential sources of information. It wasn't the first time Joe Rogan or his guests have floated dubious or outright false information about the pandemic. But for Dr. Katrine Wallace, Rogan's last podcast episode of 2021 was the last straw. This particular episode of the Joe Rogan podcast was sent to me hundreds of times the day that it went live by my followers because their friends and family were sending it to them as evidence that the vaccines are dangerous and that they shouldn't get it. Wallace is an epidemiologist at the University of Illinois, Chicago, and part of a community of experts who debunk medical misinformation on social media. In the episode in question, Rogan interviewed Dr. Robert Malone, a scientist who worked on early research into the technology behind the top COVID vaccines in the U.S., but who's now a vaccine skeptic. Malone made a lot of baseless and disproven claims, like saying that getting vaccinated puts people who have already had COVID at higher risk. It all alarmed Wallace. It provides a sense of false balance, like there's two sides to the scientific evidence, when really there's not. The overwhelming evidence is that the vaccines are safe and that they're effective. She's particularly worried because Rogan has such a big audience. A stand-up comedian and TV personality, Rogan has an exclusive licensing deal with Spotify reportedly worth $100 million. So Wallace joined a group of fellow health professionals in an open letter slamming the company for allowing its biggest star to broadcast misinformation. 
We are in a global health emergency, and streaming platforms like Spotify that provide content to the public have a responsibility not to add to the problem that we have right now. They're not asking Spotify to kick off Rogan, but they want the company to be more transparent about its rules and to make it easier to flag these kinds of baseless claims about COVID. Spotify declined to comment for this story, but has previously said it bans content about COVID that it deems dangerous or false. It's taken down 20,000 podcast episodes for breaking that policy. But Rogan's Malone interview is still available. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek told Dan Primack of Axios last year that the company does not take responsibility for what Rogan or his guests say. Joe Rogan is just a, a one out of eight million creators that we have on the but platform. The best paid, but the best paid of all of them. Sure, but we have a lot of really well-paid rappers on Spotify, too, that make tens of millions of dollars, if not more, each year from Spotify, and we don't dictate what they're putting in their songs either. Rogan did not respond to NPR's request for comment. Misinformation researchers say it was only a matter of time until the spotlight turned to podcasts. Wherever you have users generating content, you're going to have all of the same content moderation issues and controversies that you have in any other space. Evelyn Dueck is a research fellow at Columbia's Knight First Amendment Institute. She says it's much harder to ferret out things like falsehoods and hate speech in podcasts compared to posts on Facebook and Twitter. But audio can be a powerful way to spread misinformation, says Valerie Wirtschafter at the Brookings Institution. The podcaster is in your ear. You're probably alone listening to this podcast. It's a really unique relationship in that respect. The podcaster gains a level of authority and a level of credibility among listeners. Wirtschafter has been studying how the big lie that the 2020 election was stolen spread on political podcasts before the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. We're not talking about fringe ideas. These are the most popular podcasts in the United States. She says as more people become aware of how misinformation spreads online, podcasts deserve the same scrutiny as social media. Shannon Bond, NPR News. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Uh, and, and the January 6th investigation today showed a whole bunch of its work in a kind of shocking letter to Ivanka Trump, the adult daughter of former President Trump. This has been a, a remarkable few days for the Trump family. 
I mean, just in the past 48 hours, right, we've had the news reported by CNN that Eric Trump and Kimberly Guilfoyle, who's the fiance of, of Donald Trump Jr., they reportedly both had their phone records subpoenaed and obtained by the January 6th investigation. Um, also, Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump, as well as their father, the former president, they were all the subject of a long public-facing court filing from the New York Attorney General, effectively accusing them all of personal involvement in a very detailed, sort of lurid list of alleged bank fraud, tax fraud, and insurance fraud schemes at the Trump family real estate business. Welcome back in. 
I think Senior is going to get away with a hand slap. Don't do no more business in New York. Good riddance. Goodbye. But I think his children are going to get in trouble because he always had his children to do all of his dirty work stuff for him. And, all, I mean, Ivanka did stuff, but Ivanka mainly did stuff with making deals with Japan so that she wouldn't have to pay taxes while utilizing their services for her brand. But I'm sure it's other things that she did. But Donald Trump Jr. is the one who did the dirt. That's the one who did the dirt. And so he's going to be the one that's going to end up paying the piper for this, and his daddy is just going to be sending him money and cigarettes in jail, and his daddy going to be out at Mara Lodge or whatever it is. So that's my philosophy on this. Yeah, I was just like everybody else, Donald Trump going to jail. But I just don't think he is. I'm, I'm serious. I, I don't even feel it in my bones at all. I, I don't. Hmm. I don't think he's going to jail. I think Donald Trump Jr. is going to pay the piper. Hmm. Interesting. So, Jerome, hey, look, you're a New York man. You know, I'm pretty sure you're very familiar with Letitia James. Give me your thoughts on this. I, I would be a little bit more concerned about this, about it actually being prosecuted, because, you know, this is an election year for Letitia James. And if by some chance she loses, I think it goes all the way anyway. Right? Because wow. nobody. I, yeah, because, you know, November is um, election for her, is re election. So, you know, this, is get, this gets to be a little shaky. So I'm kind of. More nervous about that than anything else is that she's pro- she may not make it. You know, she's she's essentially beside Carl McCall at Comptroller. She's pretty much the only black person who's won statewide in the state of New York ever. So, so you're saying you know, what I'm saying that he might wow. get away with it. Wow, like I'm shocked to hear me. that. Well, yeah, it sounds like Jerome is saying that she, there's a possibility she may lose. Yeah. And if she loses, Trump don't get away with it. Exactly. And and oh, here's what's more, you know, in the bigger picture, to your point, Vanessa, here's what's more disappointing, is that if you look at what these black women are doing, the the prosecutors, where Trump is breaking laws, they don't, they're not influenced by anybody, right? Like they are going at them. Um, the DA in Georgia, who, who's going at them about, you know. That phone call that he made telling him look for some votes, the DA, is she's prosecuting. But the sad and disappointing thing is the daggone Justice Department, Merrick Garland, who, who again, he's not progressive at all. Obama picked him for Supreme Court, which means he probably was middle of the road, like on the fence anyway. For those two to not have federal come in here and prosecute is crazy. There is no way that federal should have said because they're, they're you're messing with elections on this thing. So when Trump calls them trying to take, get their um, attorney general or their um, whoever it was to change votes to manipulate in Georgia, that is federal. That's a crime that happened across state lines, right? Giuliani flew in there and somebody else came in. And they were working the refs, like they were working this. Then they did that in Michigan. They're crossing state lines trying to affect the election. And it is a damn shame that federal is not prosecuting. Why is it taking 
New York's attorney general and a county prosecutor in Georgia just to do this. If that if that was one of us, we have RICO charges up the yang by now. You cross state lines and, and commit a crime and see won't federal come in? Why is federal so that's quiet? A, well, that's a good question, man. Why do you think? Why do you think they're quiet? Because he's a former president? No. I think it's because it's their pathology that we're dealing with. They do not – here's the problem. White folks mm. do not convict rich white folks. They don't like to do it. You, if they get a jury trial, they're usually up out of there. Um, or sometimes you can get a judge who go, yeah, yeah, he raped her, but whatever, right? We get that all the time. It's the country that we live in. It's the society that we live in. That's why those guys go off the rails, and they're always shocked, even when they kill somebody, that they got convicted. They're always shocked, right? We don't deal with this stuff well because we, we have not reconciled anything when it comes to this, to why they are – white folks, again, in the bigger picture, I, I, from my personal opinion, need therapy. They need to deal with how racism and how biased plays in their life because they don't see white folks as threats, right? So you can, you know, you can go ahead and, and do something like – horrible and they'll be like well you know he killed his wife and kids but you know we just need to medicate them mm-hmm. like they do stuff yeah. like that and and if you learn nothing else from having me do the news i think i highlight enough of those news stories that i should not have to repeat this so if, for anybody who's doubting that and thinking that we're being hard on folks and stuff just listen to the news because i tell i tell those stories on purpose because we we need to suspend our disbelief that they cover from really horrible things and say, hey, you know what, it happens, we need to move on. You know, Dylan Roof, yeah, yeah, you know, right? And and then you go back and look at Zimmerman and how they raised money for him, Kickstarter, or or whoever that other kid was who, um, who shot up the, um, what was it? Anyway, one of the other mass shooters, everybody feels sorry for that kid. Um, A black woman sends her kid to a different school out of school district, and they lock her up. We don't deal with that because the way they're looking at the world has something to do with we can't do anything wrong. So when you talk about people who have money, we start making excuses for them like the woman from the Mars family who who um, hit this car, killed the pregnant woman and a couple of people in the car because she, she fell asleep or she was drunk and she was in the middle of the road. Once she killed them, they, tried, they paid them off, and then the judge was like, well, there's no harm, no foul. They let that woman off. So when you, when you have money in this country, um, money – speaks louder than your ethics and morals. And that's not something that we as black folks ever have to we don't we don't ever have to consider this. But I guarantee you on the other side of that that people usually kinda can't see it until we point it out, which means that there's some work that needs to be done. So I, I'm just saying when it comes down to it, yes, everybody people who are being skeptical about Donald Trump ever getting 
in court and having to do anything that sounds like uh, restitution or anything, it will be little to none because he hasn't done any so far. And our tolerance for that, the higher your profile is, the tolerance is, is, is higher. So long as Trump keeps threatening to run for president, he'll keep whining, oh, they're politically persecuting me. And most white folks will be like, yeah, that's true. They won't listen to no evidence. It's like trying to explain critical race theory to somebody. They believe that has something to do with white folks feeling guilty. Mm. And they live with that. So you ask a white person generally what is critical race theory, they do the same thing because their mind goes someplace else. And we need to deal with that. Like, we need to say, hey, you know what? Donald Trump is a human being, too, and he can't break laws like anybody else. You know, and, huh. and we don't like to do that. Whereas you can vilify a doggone birth certificate uh, of, of President Obama for, you know, five, six years, and, and people actually listen to that, and they talk about that like it's really news. Scrutiny for white folks is very different than scrutiny for black folks or anybody else on this planet. White folks' scrutiny is little to none unless you're a doggone Kardashian, and people don't care because she still gets big um, endorsement deals. And then she's so she's so infamous and famous that her sister's got a bunch of deals. <laughs> like that's how much we yeah. love that nonsense. Well, yeah, we of don't course. Deal with it. I hear you, man. You know, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Elias, uh, your thoughts on this? I mean, now Jerome has just blown my eye. I was kind of fired up thinking, okay, maybe something's going to happen. But now the fact that, you know, you know, Letitia James, it sounds like he's there. He's on the ground. So if he feels that, uh, you know, there's a possibility she won't be reelected as the state's attorney general, then, I mean, I'm starting to feel wowsy, wowsy wool again. Give me your thoughts on this, man. Well, you know, Jay, man, I this this guy's going to keep, I'm like Vanessa, he's going to keep getting away with it. And he'll throw his kids under the bus to get there. So, you know, look, man. And if Letitia James does prosecute the Trump administration or the, the, the Trump the Trump family, look, man, he he's gonna he's gonna make them he's gonna make them fall on the sword. He won't, he won't, he won't because he's a narcissist, man. And if she does get reelected and then he does have to face prosecution, he'll like Vanessa said he'll 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 put them out there and he and he won't have a problem doing it. Well, but but Jerome brings up an interesting question. I mean, why the federal government's not moving on this is amazing to me. I, I just, because I guess, Garland I, I guess, there, huh? Merrick Garland is there. That's because Merrick Garland. You is know, there. I tell you what, man, that, that guy is. Not to be honest, man, I'm a little disappointed with him, man. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I thought that he'd come in. You know, at some point you would say, okay, we're not going to come in swinging a big hammer because we don't want people to think we're, you know, trying to avenge the last four years of the Trump presidency or whatever. But my goodness, man, the law is the law. And when people are breaking the law, you need to take, you know, take action. And for me, Vanessa, I mean, to me, he's just kind of, you know, hey, and, you know, do your thing, and, you know, we'll we'll jump in here at some point. But it just seems to me. But then again, you know, I talked to a guy, um, uh, you know, communicated with a guy that's listening to the show uh, during the week, and he was talking about how, you know, he's an investigator, says it takes time. They want to make sure they put everything together so they will not fail when they present this information to whomever. But still, I mean, it just seems to me he's not doing anything. Give me the last word on this segment. I stepped 
walked away. If you're talking to me, Jay, I am so sorry. And the no-hitter's gone. Mr. Elias, you heard it. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. The no-hitter's gone. Thank you, Vanessa, for messing up the no-hitter. Give me a break. Oh, my God. The no-hitter's gone. All right, Jerome, a matter of fact, she didn't hear what I said, so Jerome gets... Okay. Yeah, well, okay, Jerome, yeah, two minutes. Go ahead. Let me say this really quickly. Let me say this really quickly. You have to remember Merrick Garland was appointed by Obama, which means he was kind of like center whatever that center-left thing is uh, of, yeah. of the Democratic Party because he was trying to put somebody in there that Republicans would be okay with. So right. Merrick Garland is still kind of Joe Biden-ish in the world, mm. right, considering himself moderate. They're not going to step across the line. So when you talk about why we are all disappointed in Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland can say anything that he wants to about loving Martin Luther King and civil rights and all that nonsense, but I can tell you this, Merrick Garland is not champion jack that has to do with fairness that is going to create equity on the side of, of any marginalized community, any of them. Merrick Garland's not that dude. So just I just want to say that just because he's Democrat does not mean he's still kind of in the Joe Manchin wing of, uh, of Democrats because that's what yeah. Obama did to play it safe. Obama played it safe by putting people who are Democrats in positions that Republicans would be okay with. That's a good point, bro. You're right about that. You keep forgetting about that, the fact that he was trying to make sure that he takes care of Republicans as well, get someone across the finish line that he didn't think they would oppose. Good stuff, man, as always. 347 It's time to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much.
news to share over Arizona, from Arizona rather, that is where the state's Democratic Party has just formally censured Senator Kirsten Sinema. Yes, yeah, so the Arizona Democratic Party actually just met behind closed doors this morning, taking uh, this formal vote to censure her. Of course, they prepared legislation last fall if she were to go against what they say is democracy, if she were not to go forward and vote and do whatever it takes to pass voting rights legislation. They said in part in their statement, quote, while we take no pleasure in this announcement, the ADP executive board has decided to formally censure Senator Cinema as a result of her failure to do whatever it takes to ensure the health of our democracy. Welcome back in 347-850-1272, 11 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ryle show. Uh, it's official. She's been censored. Uh, Democrats in Arizona said enough is enough. You're not, if you're not going to stand for something that's right, then we're going to shut you down. Obviously, this is just an official, this is just ceremonial more than anything, I think. But my goodness, uh, Kristen Simona is really starting to feel the effects of her votes. And people in Arizona, which is a little surprising to me, uh, are really saying, look, we're not going to put up with it. And and, um, and she's going to run into some problems here. I mean, matter of fact, they're talking about primarying her. Uh, during the next election cycle when she's up for re-election. Let me, let's start right there. You know, Jerome, uh, I'm a little surprised by this, to be honest with you. I, I didn't, you know, Democrats in Arizona saying, look, we've seen enough of this nonsense. You know, last yeah, week I'm, we played I'm not two clips about it at right? all. Well, well, well I, I no, I'm not because it's Arizona. That's the reason why. It's a yeah, red state, right? That's why I'm a little surprised. I'm sorry, Jay. Didn't Joe Biden just win Arizona? I don't think it's as yeah, red as true. people think it is. Yeah, and yeah, and right. so... Right, and so they need to take their power back. They went out to put her in there, and she sold them something, and now she's she's trying to take it back because she's going to be the first seat that they lose if they start restricting voting rights. So who is she? Hmm. What what is she playing hmm. to? Yeah. Right. So again, she can't see her own demise in the in 
all she sees is pushback against something. And they're like, I, I want to be free. I don't want to do that because she's in a con- she's not technically in a conservative state. What happens that Arizona normally votes Republican, but they're not really conservative right. like that. So the problem is, you know, John McCain was there. So they're like, oh, Maverick, I want to be independent. And so she's just trying to take on that moniker from um, just from being in that state. But the only reason you have to be an independent as a Republican is because you're going to lose because there's more Democratic votes. She won as a Democrat in Arizona, which is constantly turning more Democratic as those cities get bigger, and she's still playing to the Republicans. And the problem, again, just kind of, you know, as a strategist in, in, you know, in the political world, people play to the folks that they don't have. So if you're a Democrat, people want more Republicans. And if you're Republicans, if you're Republicans, you want more Democrats. Like people play against that all the time, and that's what infuriates the people who elect you and put you in office. Is because since I supported you, now you're not looking at me. You know, Obama. You know, we, this guy he goes in office and he does more stuff. Honestly, for I shouldn't say more. He does different things. You know, the black college stuff and funding those guys, but. He would do more visible stuff for LGBT folks than she would do for black folks, right? And and that's problematic right. because black folks are like, hey, we, we helped put you there. Biden, we helped put you there. You can't negotiate behind closed doors for our freedom when we, we were up front and visible in supporting you. You need to be up front and visible in supporting us. Christian right. Cinema can't not- see that. Kristen Cinema can't see that, but now she's getting censured, which which is fine. She should be, and it's going to send a message to her. Believe me, you get messages when it kick, when it affects your money, because that can be a groundswell against you. So now she needs mm. to rethink that. Whereas I think that she will support. She's saying I'll support the voting rights. She won't support the filibuster, right now or, or filibuster reform. But they need to push right. her to say, okay, well if you don't. If you don't do that, we're going to put in a reconciliation. You won't have no excuse. We're not getting rid of filibuster. We're going to put it in some place that you cannot vote it down. So all they have to do is do that and convince one other person outside of Joe Manchin. But they need to work that out. If they can make somehow um, um, that it has an impact on the on the um, on the budget. They can put it in reconciliation. They just need to be creative. But they can but still Jerome, get those. Yes. Don't they have 48 votes and then two if they shut her up and then one with Manson makes 50? Don't they still have to scout out three more votes from somewhere? Oh, no, no, Am no. Not in recon- no, not in reconciliation. So how that works is like – you can't filibuster reconciliation. It's it's a measure that's put in place to cut through red tape. When you don't pass a budget, you get a budget reconciliation per per budget year. So Biden actually has two for this year because they didn't pass one during they didn't pass a bu- budget during Trump. They never passed a budget. They just kind of um, kept doing extensions and doing reconciliations to the budget until you do an actual budget. So you you're allowed to have reconciliation to 
and they move all kind of stuff in there. They attach bills to reconciliation all the time, right? So you can have reconciliation and then say, oh, we're going to put this bill in reconciliation, but it has to have some kind of impact in the budget. And all you do is say something like, we need to upgrade our budget infrastructure or our, our, our voting infrastructure and attach a dollar amount to it and put it in reconciliation. It'll have a budget impact, and they can do that. You make it sound, Jerome, if it's as easy as you make it sound, and you make it sound smooth, why isn't mm-hmm. it being done? Because these why guys want to put, like, okay, so you're playing a game of, of um, appearing to be fair while having public discourse. So a part of the rough process of of um, of governing and passing laws, it was meant to be this rough. It was supposed to be a blood sport anyway, is that when you're passing laws in all 50 states that's going to impact them, they wanted a rigorous debate. They wanted people to debate it, debate it in public. That is a part of the process of doing any kind of law changes, Right. And so since you have such a big resistance against that particular law playing it out, and they want to traditionally do what Congress did, but these guys aren't reasonable. So the way you get around that, I don't know if you remember this. I know I did this story. This was years ago where um, Michelle Bachman, when she was in Congress, they had a budget reconciliation thing going on. And there was at some point we were supposed to get rid of all of our Uh, non-energy efficient light bulbs and in December like just before it was going to affect in January Michelle Bachman attached something to one of the reconciliation bills and and got rid of that law that's why we still have regular light bulbs now because they were supposed to be gone and Michelle Bachman attached it to a different bill so that you can still make those bills it was supposed to be gone. Under George W. Bush, I think they put that in there, that they had X amount of years to, to phase it out. All companies and, and businesses literally retooled their plants. The government gave them money, and they did not make non, those, those energy – they only made energy-efficient light bulbs. Do you know when she put that bill in there a month before it was supposed to go into effect, um, she, put that, she attached that addendum to it that – they had to ship light bulbs from, uh, you know, countries because we don't – that's why the light bulbs that you send at dollar stores are not, are not energy efficient because we can still sell them. But uh, it was like a month before it was supposed to go into effect on January 1st. So you can attach stuff to reconciliation bills, and long as nobody else strips it out, the, the Senate never stripped it out, and they let her do that. So I don't know who she was protecting to do that. But every now and then they just do stuff like that. So, yeah, it has been done. The problem is is that Nancy Pelosi, who already announced that she won't be running for Speaker of the House next time around, which is good, those guys are company people. Like, they keep status quo going. There are tools that you can use to get around some of the stuff, and they're just not using them. So, you know, Mr. Elias, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, I just said that's why people like Schumer needs to go as well. Interesting. I didn't know she wasn't running for her speaker, but she did say because remember they were remember there was a little bit of a fight when she uh, uh, went for speaker this last time, and you know she said that she would whatever. But 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 Mr. Elias, well, let me ask you this: um, you um, 
you're, you're getting your wish, man. I mean, you know, listen, I mean, every week you talk about, you know, cinema and, and you know, mansion. And so now it looks like uh, people are starting to, you know, make some noise about this thing because people are fed up with the fact that, and we played clips last week of her on one hand saying that she supported, you know, uh, getting rid of the filibuster. And then she comes back and says she did. So she's talking out of both sides of her neck. We played it last week just in case, you know, people want to go back and listen to it. But give me your thoughts on this, man. All I can say is it's about time. I wish they would get Manchin's ass too, but, hey, that ain't going to happen. But, you know, the bottom line is, man, look, dude, you know, why Why won't you, you know, help people to, to, to vote? Why are you so against it? And the bottom line is the Republican Party. She bragged about how the Republican Party don't don't ever get don't ever get sixty votes. She brags about this, but then she 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 won't do nothing to help her own party. She won't, she won't do nothing to help the to pass to pass the uh, the Build Back Better Act, which helps a lot of a lot of black and brown people. She won't do nothing to help nobody but her damn self. So bottom line is it's is, it's about time. It is about time, and, and I don't know if people paid attention to what Mitch McConnell said about the vote, about black uh, black people voting, but they asked him, he said something to the effect of, um, you know, uh, African-Americans are voting just as much as as, as Americans. So I don't even consider us Americans. This, this, is, this is how they feel about us, man. And, and, and for all the black folks who don't get out and vote and don't, don't care about voting, hey, man. Here it is. They're putting it right there in your face. What are you going to do about it? Hmm. That's interesting. All right, Vanessa, uh, here, I'll give you the last two minutes. Give me your thoughts on this. I also read uh, what Les just said about what that idiot said, that black people vote as much as Americans. It's like, hell, this damn country was built on our back. I don't know what what he's talking about, but... Um, I've been paying a little bit more attention of, and I don't know what her name is, Philibrand or whatever her name is. Whatever that lady is, I'm so sick of her. Every time you turn it on one of the news channels, they talking about her. Ain't nobody made her disappear yet. What is up? Where did she come from? You talk about me. Really? Really? Are you going to talk about me? (laughs) What do you mean disappear, Vanessa? No, Let me get some no, clarity in your response. What does that mean? I don't mean disappear as in killing the woman like you do. Well, right. I didn't say anything about I killing mean, people. Shut her up. Can't somebody step up and tell that helper to shut up? She is making. She is a female Trump. She is. But, Wait a minute. Talking, are you talking about Marjorie? Are you talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Oh, that's you talking about. I'm talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm talking about the lady who. Yeah, the other one. What's her name? Uh, She uh, she wears the big she wears the big glasses. What is her name? I can see her. I I forgot her name. She wears the big black frame glasses. She's the one that said the things about. Not her. Oh no no no. She's the one that talks about. uh, You don't talk about. Let me roll this up. Where are these crazy females? coming from it's three it's two or three of them where are they coming from last night i was asleep i rolled over in the bed and i heard somebody at court talking about how they shouldn't be teaching their children about slavery 
Tatiana or something is her name. And they, I mean, they told her, ma'am, you cannot call names. You need to shut up. That woman stood right there and talked about black people and Democrats so and got away with it. I, where are these women with this Trump mentality coming from? It's a lot of them. So people like me who don't have all the names right, just start Googling the female voices of the Republican Party and see what pop up. It's, it's two or three of them out there that I'm not going to say somebody needs to make them disappear, but somebody needs to find some dirt on them so that they can get them to shut up. Well, what does it make if you find? I mean, you know, well, we had we found yeah. dirt on, on Trump. I mean, that's not going to do anything. It's, it's you know, the bottom line is yeah, that there was Trump is a yeah, different breed. Yeah, but Sound like me. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. You listen to the serious side. Well, I am your online radio at its best. Never miss you. 
347-850-1272 is the call and number you listen to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm J. Ross, and as always, I never share this stage by myself. Let me say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday, everybody. Yeah, you almost said Happy New Year, but you caught yourself. What's going on, Mr. Jerome is free? What's happening? I always say Happy Sunday. Yeah, you almost said Happy New Year. I heard you. What's <laughs> hey, up, Jerome? I'm just chilling. Hey, nothing much, man. Just chilling. Ed <laughs> <laughs> Manning is the first and last word. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, sir. And one, good morning, Nessa. One, good morning, Mr. Sister. One, good morning, Kathleen. Well, good morning, Momo B. Well, good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that first one was Rain, and that was by the Sunday Service Choir. And that last song was by my girl, Michelle Pharrell, Till You Come Back to Me. Woo! And good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Ah, yeah, we got uh, Covina Man in there definitely with us, and that's all I'm going to acknowledge. <laughs> okay. What's up to the pastor? He's in the house. <laughs> you know what? And that's all I'm going to acknowledge. Three four seven eight five four seven two. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the uh, call-in number. Let's just keep it moving. Right. Let me say this though before I move on. I want to say a very special shout out to a troll. She is a troll at the highest level. And that troll is one Monique Momobizi in the heezy. She is a troll. So I want to make sure you guys understand this. She trolls people. She, man, I'm going to tell you something. She's a cyber bully. I just want to make sure I put it out there in the public. So, Ms. Yeah. Elias, before you say hello to her again, she is a cyber bully. Cyber mm. bully. She's a troll. And so I just want to make sure I acknowledge that. Was she what? You think she was a bully in school? Yeah, she yeah she's a bully in school. Of course she was. She beat her husband up and all. Come on, you know that. Stop it. Always been a bully. She has always been a bully. Oh, look at this now. Look who wants to come. Well, you know what, man? How much how much time do we have? We have time to let her her sorry stuff in here. Let's see. Yeah, we have a few minutes. Let's bring her in here for a second. Yeah, bring it there for us. Mm-hmm. Good morning, bully. What do you want? Let's <laughs> see. See, there she is. See, well, mic's open. Okay, well, you just missed your opportunity there, bully. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> None of them make a lot of sense to me, but I. Well, let's let's try. Come on, New Year. Uh, why are you trying so hard? in your first year to pull the country so far to the left? Well, I'm not. I don't know what you consider to be too far to the left if, in fact, we're talking about making sure that we had the money for COVID, making sure we had the money to put together the bipartisan infrastructure, making sure we were able to provide for those things that, in fact, would significantly reduce the burden on working class people to make them have to continue to work hard. Okay. Uh, that was 
some ridiculous reporter from Fox News, once again, doing what they do best, and they're trolls as well, uh, asking President Biden a ridiculous, stupid question about pulling the country far to the left. I mean, these guys are ridiculous. And, you know, of course, he's being held as a hero on Fox News. Uh, But it was a very long press conference. Uh, You know, President Biden celebrated his uh, one year in office by holding a very, 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 very long uh, press conference. And so what we want to do is take a few minutes and just kind of look at what's been going on with the Biden administration. You know, last week we talked about how this uh, vice presidency for Kamala Harris is not really making her look good. Uh, But when we look at the Biden administration, let me start with you uh, on this one, Vanessa, with this one, Vanessa. Um, When we look at the Biden administration, you said in the last segment that you are not happy with some of the things that – He's doing so. If you had to grade him at this point, uh, after one year in office, what would be your grade, and explain why? Is the grade between zero and ten? No, it's grade A, B, C, D, F. Did you get a zero? Did you get a ten on your report card? No. Okay, well there you go. Okay, I didn't say rate. I said grade. Say the number. The grading is on the numbers thing, and it's zero to ten. And I give him That's rate. a five, a four. Okay, 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 stop, stop, stop. We're not rating him. Give him a grade, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, I give him a C minus. Damn. Wow. Okay. Why? Stocking a J. C minus. I know Jerome don't eat me a lot. Well, yeah, but I, but I want some too. I want some too. I mean, everybody can get you, but go ahead, okay, Vanessa. Yeah, go why, why a C minus? Well, hold on. Okay, maybe I just haven't heard of him doing this yet, but I don't mm. think so because I've been waiting to hear it. You know how okay. Trump put all of that stuff in force where the rich people did not have to pay taxes. Why hasn't that been reversed? With the IRS, why hasn't that been reversed? But if we can complain, hold on. If we can complain about the rich people not paying taxes, then I can complain about people who are not paying into the taxes and getting back eight thousand dollars. So if I can complain against the white people for not putting it in, I can complain against the other people that's not putting it in and getting money out too. And that's what's happening, and Biden set that up. You know how I know? Because I got a very good person to me that pays that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear how he set it up. Okay. So what's the – one second. What's the new rule that you just did that girl taxes? She didn't pay in one dime, and she got $8,000 back? They changed the tax – the child tax credit. There's somebody that did not put in one single solitary dime, but they're getting back $8,000. Me and you, on the other hand, pay out the ass, and we don't, I have to write a check. Oh, uh, so, there is. But some people, what? There it is. Cuss can. Go ahead. We're just keeping it. There it is. I thought we was going to get through the show without it, but go ahead. But, you know, I should have known you. I get a check when I have to write a check, and everybody is getting free money, but I'm, I'm writing the check. Well, I'm, hold I'm on. Bobby, you got somebody $8,000? I need to, Bobby need to do my taxes. Hey, hey, Bobby Jones, <laughs> 8000 bucks. Bobby, it is the new rule that Joe Biden has an effect for, for tax purposes. 
don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Call Bobby. Yeah, you need to call Bobby after I get out of church and find out what the new tax credit deal is. But, yes, Bobby was living this morning when he wants somebody tax. Anyway, the next thing is, it was black people who got you in office. It was black people who got you in there, minorities who got you in there. But all of a sudden now, we need your help with all of this. Moving the lines with the demo, with with the them trying to restructure the voting is what we need his help with. He's not listening. Where were you at? I mean, why are you not doing anything? All you're concerned with is COVID. We understand that COVID is out there, but what about this inflation? Yes, you're giving people cost of living raises, but hell, inflation is eating it up. Dollar Tree is no longer Dollar Tree. Five below is no longer five below. It's like, by now, haven't you started putting in process some of the stuff to reverse what Trump did? So, no, I'm not happy with Biden right now. And I know it's some things that Biden can't do. But, damn. And, yes, I will give y'all a $5 bill for the tough jar because I am just just over it. Okay, well, whatever. You know, I'll write a check for that, too. Hell, I'll write a check for everything else. So, you know, I, I just feel like step in and help. Somebody said on the AM Talk Show the other day, and they are very true about, I think it was Michael Berry here in Houston, the AM Talk Show host, wherever he is. He was saying that while he's so concerned about COVID, what about all of the black people that are being killed with guns, and the people who killed them are being released a week later. Why is he concerned about that? Why isn't he concerned about all of these guns that's on the street? Some police officers got shot yesterday. Two of them were killed or something. It's like, it's just too much. Get your mind off of COVID a little bit and help this country where the grocery shelves are half empty. Because the ships are sitting out there on Long Beach, I saw them with my own two eyes. So um, I don't get it. It's just some, I know Jerome, you're like rolling your eyes at me through the phone, but there's just some stuff that he needs. I am holding my there's breath. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm holding my breath with you. Well, uh, well, I don't care. All right, well. Because this show oh, okay. is where Vanessa and Jay and Jerome and Les can voice their opinions of the things that bother them. That is what bothers me. Well, thank you. I take a COVID test like every three weeks, it seems like. Man, but I took one Friday. I'm still waiting on my results so I can leave tomorrow. But you know what? I get yeah. it. I get it, but I'm just sick of it. It's just, it's just time for him to do something different. Where it's to changing some of this stupid stuff that Trump put into place. He needs to get this stuff changed before he loses the other side. And that's coming. Mm. He needs to well, change uh, Oh. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, Vanessa, for letting us know how you really feel. So now she's pretty much eating up the whole segment. Yeah. We only have about three minutes left. Uh, so, Jerome, you think you can? I haven't said uh, much this show, so leave me alone. I'm not. Hey, I'm just letting you know how much time's left. That's okay. Uh, Jerome, we have three minutes. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Elias is here as well. So go ahead, brother. Take what you can and pass from uh, us. Elias, would you like to go us. first? You can go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead, go first. She said, I don't care. You can go first, she said, right? I don't care. Well, let me, let me say this. Because there was a lot of stuff thrown in there. So I want to say this, yes. Vanessa. As 
far as the, as far as the tax credits are concerned, we knew that tax credit stuff was coming a while ago. So whether they took advantage of the tax credits or not, that was something meant to relieve um, pull people out of poverty that have children. So that mm-hmm. had to be across the board. They couldn't stipulate who gets it and who didn't. It had to be across the board. But that was already put in the budget from last time. So when they made that tax change, that was to affect child poverty. Now, we can't tell everybody where to spend their money, but we need to be um, as – we need to treat people like adults. And sometimes we do that. So I, I don't understand remotely – like I won't look at my taxes and then say – hey, that person shouldn't get no tax break because uh, other people get tax breaks and that works. So I'm not really um, twisted on that. I don't think Biden has done um, a bad job. I would I would give him like a B minus more than, well, maybe like a B. I don't think okay. I'd give him the minus. Yeah. Wait, wait, I gave him a C minus, and now you're going to give him a C? Oh, <laughs> oh no, he said a B. B. He said a B. He said a B. But a B. He said a B minus. Then he came back and said a C. Uh, like that, yeah, I went my B minus. He said a B minus. Then he said a B. Yeah, and the reason is is because of all of the stuff that that they've done. I don't think the Biden administration does a good job in marketing like Obama administration didn't. So the things that they mm-hmm. put in. Uh, in place won't kick in for another year or so because once they pass, you know, the other infrastructure stuff, that money is going to start showing up next summer while everybody else is feeling some kind of way about rhetoric and stuff that's on TV. Again, I don't watch Fox News and all of that nonsense because I know that it's propaganda. And so we start to get, you know, sidetracked on what we think critical race theory and all this other nonsense is without actually understanding that some of the changes that were made were made to relieve pressures on families during the pandemic. And so we don't take that stuff in consideration, and we're always looking for the next sensational thing that makes us feel some kind of way. Like looking at gas prices, for example, it's not the Biden administration's issue. We have a ton of gas. Matter of fact, our gas reserves are filled, so he should probably take out of reserves put them in to lower gas prices because we have gas reserves. The problem is is that speculators on the market are actually um, pushing up those prices, right? And so Obama prosecuted, and he threatened to prosecute them with um, Eric Holder there, so they didn't speculate as much. But they've gone back to that since Trump's been there. So all of these things that are starting to happen are not – they have really nothing to do with Biden although they happen to be on his watch and he has to make corrective measures, they need to do a better job in their communications to un- explain some of this stuff. And again, what about the tax laws, Jerome? What about yes, the one where the rich people have not, like Amazon, Walmart, they're not paying in? So maybe I missed the news. Have. I don't think so. Has that he they changed that yet? Right. And they huh? never have, and that's Congress's issue. They have to pass tax reform, really. which are holding up. They're not letting yes. any of that stuff through. Right? Mm-hmm. So from those that trillion-dollar tax break that they got under Trump, all of those things are still there, and they were trickled in. Some things kicked in after a certain amount of time. Some things were immediate. And so as they keep getting those tax breaks, you have to get Congress to change those laws, and you know what gridlock Congress is. The president cannot change laws. They can't. He can, he can bring a... Um, 
an executive so order. So Democrats are in control of Congress right now. Don't you think they should be? Are we in control of the House? So what I'm saying is Don't doubt that while we can That we can put this stuff into place Now while we can That's what I'm saying Manchin and Sinema are blocking all of that Vanessa Manchin and Sinema Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema They will not let anything pass It goes through Congress And it goes to the Senate And Manchin and Sinema kill it right then and there they're not going to let that happen. Those two senators are, are, are stopping everything that comes through there. Imagine it ain't got nothing to do with Biden. That, that, that's all on Manchin and Cinema. That the, the tax so, card, the tax credit. I'm happy. I'm happy to black. I'm happy the poor black folks are getting it. What I am upset about is people are always they'll go real go right after those black, those poor black folks, but they don't say a damn word because if the millionaires and the billionaires pay their percentage in taxes. And, and, and what they were supposed to pay, instead of getting around and skirting around, you would never have an infrastructure, uh, uh, infrastructure problem, a water problem, or, or people going hungry. We would never have that. And, and, and that, that's the whole problem. They give the rich folks more money than they give any, any poor person in the world, and they'll say, hey, here's a nickel we're giving the poor people. We're not going to give you a nickel, middle class, so here's that nickel for not complaining about them. But as they're taking a dollar out your pocket. This is, this is the game plan that they, they've used for years. The rich folks don't pay nothing. They don't put no money into the tax system at all. So uh, who, who would I rather see get it? I'd rather see the poor people get it than the rich folks. I would rather see that. All right. Well, we just kind of kind of skated through our last news uh, break, but uh, it's time for Pastor Steve's uh, State Your Case, where we read uh, comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, I know this caught you off guard a little bit, but uh, do you have any comments you'd like to read, sir, uh, before we uh, get out of well, here? Except, only, the only person we got in there that I, that, that I would read is Covina, man, and he didn't put too much in that. The other trolls in there can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so you're not gonna reconvene the man's, or are you just gonna just not reconvene the man's? Uh, I couldn't find it. <laughs> okay, convene a man. That's on Mr. Elias. There it is. Okay, so let me go ahead and read. Maybe you'll find it while I read some of the ones I have. All right, let me pull some up. Uh, all right, Pastor Steve, uh, the namesake of this segment says, "Peace and blessings, family." Now, Jay, take a deep breath. He says, "I'm praying for him, family. Don't worry." He says, "Jay, here's the scripture for you." Romans 12, 9 through, 19 through 20, and it says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to advance. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemies is hungry, feed them. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. He says, one last thing, I'm going to channel my inner Mariana music. Mr. Elias, what a lovely A music selection uh, this morning. I'll look at them, A and B. I see what you did, Pastor. Really needed to hear that this morning. Uh, thank you, Pastor. Uh, Whitney's from D.C. She says, uh, great show. Oh, my God. I love your music selection this morning. Who made that gospel song? Uh, Mr. Elias, would you like to repeat who made that song, please? Yes, sir. That was... Uh, Sunday service choir in the name of it is rain. All right, there you yeah, go. Was, All right, Frankie from I was gonna complain huh? about that. I said I was gonna complain, was gonna complain about complain. that. Yeah, oh, okay. This is well, that SWV. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah
uh, Mitch McConnell didn't feel black people are, are American. As he said, you know, uh, black people are, uh, you know, the minorities are voting, at black, uh, African Americans are voting at, at the same rate as Americans. So he don't feel you're American. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is how the Republican Party feels about you. They, they don't feel that you're American. They don't even feel like you're human beings. That's why they treat you like they treat you. So get out and vote, folks. Vote these folks out of office. I don't understand. I got union brothers who vote against their own interests. So you can't make me understand that. And then everybody's always talking about how, you know, you're supposed to probably get to be these deplorable-ass people that vote with you. They're not going to vote with you. What we need to do is get the people that are not voting to vote. And that's, that, that, would be the, that would be the key to it all. You get all the people who are not voting to vote, you get a lot of these clowns out of office. You know, uh, a lot of things. Mr. Elias just talked about how his union brethren vote against their own interests. They're not voting against their interests because their interest is being racist. So the bottom line is they're voting based on their conscience. They don't care about that stuff because at the end of the day, it's like one nation under a groove. And one nation for them is all white. So let's just call that what it is. Second, when it comes to Biden and, and what he's done in office, you know, look, I, I, there are some things he definitely could do better. There's no doubt about it. I think I'm not going to beat the dead horse on uh, child tax credit because, like Jerome said, it makes all the sense in the world. And I do understand that there's a certain percent of people are going to get over. No matter what you do in life, nothing is 100% absolute. You know, for example, when you have a department store, a department store says, look, we can put in all the different alarms in place to try to keep people from stealing, but folks are going to find a way to steal. And they account for that in their bottom line. So at the end of the day, let's not think because a few people are getting over that the overall the overall just is that everyone is getting over. There are some people who really and truly need that money. And so kudos for that. Last but certainly not least. Joe Biden is not the king of the United States. He's the president of the United States. And sometimes I think we look at that through a different lens. That's the problem. Donald Trump wanted to be the king, and he tried to inflict things that make him a, that would make him a king. Joe Biden is following the rules. There are a lot of things he can't do because he just don't have the support in Congress. And, yeah, we keep saying that Democrats have the majority. We say that, but every week we say two names more on this show than we say of anybody on this show, and it's who? Kristen Sinema and Joe Manson. So at the end of the day, we really don't have a majority. We really and truly don't. They may be Democrats in name, but as far as I'm concerned, they're Republicans. And what was the most despicable thing I think I saw was the fact that after after she voted, they the Republicans walked by and shook her hand, and she accepted. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, this makes me throw up in my mouth. It's ridiculous, folks, and it is what it is. So get out and vote like Mr. L.A.S. says if you want to change it. That being said, Mr. L to the E to the S.S.S., if it is Sunday... We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Wow Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure serving you as always. And we really respect you and we thank you guys for spending time with us. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rao saying have a wonderful work week. And if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Uh, Momo be your troll. All right, coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome, is free. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, you know what time it is. It is time for all the need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. What's going on, Jerome man? What's oh, what's up to Rob Smooth too, by the way? Sorry about that. What's up, Jerome man? What's going on? Not much, man. Just chilling. You know how we do. Alright. <laughs> ah, what movie is that? Okay. Just chilling. I mean, That's a brother man from the fifth stuff, flow. Though. Brother you man know, from the fifth flow. Just chilling. I, I'm going to start naming songs that need to be remixed on the gospel side. So that's what is in my mind right now. Hey. You know, I have to have to rethink this. Put them out you there, know, It's not that I didn't hear that song before, by the way. What'd you say? I never heard it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Kurt Franklin, so I was going to get mad at that. It wasn't Kurt Franklin. So. Oh, yeah, so it's Kurt, like, Kurt hey. do it now. <laughs> Kurt will jump yeah, on Yeah, he's going to remix. So he gonna remake Baby Got Back with a choir. Like I don't think that's all. I'm just I'm just saying. So I, I think we'll, I think we'll I'll start to work on a list of songs that should be remade with a choir. <laughs> baby Got Back is not baby one of them. Back, the, the, yeah, baby Got yeah, Back the Baby Got Back the remix. Oh man, that is crazy right there, man. Get him, Pastor. Get him. That's your role. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I got a couple of LL Cool J songs that probably would work, but anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, so you know how we do we start this show off. Last week we had our movies for the culture, and okay, so again we did name which which was it? Um, left pick last week was Truck Turner. Truck Turner. Truck Turner. Yeah. Truck Turner and Sparkle, because you threw that one out there. So. For Vanessa and Jay, well, maybe not for Vanessa, but Jay, we have to give you your next movie update for the culture, and this is uh, okay. Just stay intact. All right, LAS, do you have one, or should, should I go on this one? I got one, but you can go if you want to, man. No, no, yeah, it was I, your I, week. Okay, I want you. No, it wasn't mine, but I'm, I'm, there's, there's plenty to go around now. But I want LAS. Go, go ahead, LAS. Give him one. Well, have, have, have you seen the movie Penitentiary, Jay? <laughs> no, nah, man, I haven't seen no movie Penitentiary. How old is that movie? Oh, no, no, hold on. How old is that movie? How old is it? Oh, oh back in the, the early 80s. Oh, that's James. That well, I Leon thought it was Isaac just 70s stuff. Y'all cheat, man. No, oh, no, cheat. no okay. Leon Isaac Kennedy. Jay Kennedy's husband. Oh, yeah. I never saw. Yeah, well, I don't like that dude because he married Jane Kennedy. That's the reason why I boycotted that movie. That should have been my woman. Yeah, I, I can give you a pass for that. Like, yeah. yeah, that should have been my woman. That's why I didn't watch that mess. Support that fool. Sleeping with my wife. Hey, man. Please. Yeah. It's, it's funny how we can get a little jealous over some woman we never met before. It's like, yeah. Hey, that's Jane Kennedy. No, man. I ain't never like that mess. anyway. Yeah, you were my woman. <laughs> no, okay, I didn't but, watch that mess mm-hmm. on purpose. <laughs> but we still need to pen- put that out there because you know there was a penitentiary too, as well. Yeah. I don't know if he's he, 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 he in that one too. 
1979. But was he so in that one too? I, I told you the reason why yeah. I didn't watch it, so. Okay, yeah, well, he's in there. He's in I get a pass. Yeah, I think he yeah, was in both. Too sweet. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, too sweet. And a little midget. When he, when he oh, yeah. When he too sweet. Oh, 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 we need it for the references of the show. They divorced now, so you can watch it. <laughs> I can't do it, bro. I can't do it, man. You gotta man. give me another one. I can't do it. That, that's that's an old Holly Berry joke. That uh, just wait a couple of years, she'd be on the market. That was an old joke. Yep. I, ain't, I ain't putting that out there now. But anyway, all right. So I am gonna go with a sad movie because you know, Jay, you gotta be a little sensitive. So I'm gonna go with yes. Founder. Sounder. I saw Sounder. I'm in with Sounder, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Cicely Tyson? Yeah, I, I saw that. that. Movie, but I still saw it. I, they made us yeah. watch that movie in, oh, in school. I was like, what are y'all yeah. doing to us? Sounder. <laughs> yeah. I saw Sounder, man. So, yeah, 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 I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. Sounder, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something. Do I get credit when I get one right? Because y'all act like, I mean, I should get credit for this, okay. right? Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll give you we'll give you credit for Sounder. Sounder is such a, a sad movie on your soul that I will give you I will give you that. Anytime All they right. get one, we gonna give a point. So we, we well, gonna have a point. So too. I don't know. So okay, so you did see Sparkle? Did you say Sparkle? Yes. Because that was last yes. week. Okay. And I saw Broken the Preacher. I saw which oh, way. Yeah, I did I saw Broken the Preacher. Broken the Preacher yep. was the first one. Okay. Yeah. So we give you Preacher too. Um, yeah, there you go. I, I wasn't. What about what about TNT Jackson? What about what? TNT Jackson. What? TNT Jackson. Hold on, hold on, man. See now you cheat. That's too many. See, I only get two a week. Y'all, see y'all, man. See y'all okay, not okay, being. Okay, okay. I'm asking the point. That'll be for next week. Never mind. It'll be for next week. Don't worry about it. Okay, fine. We'll wait. <laughs> it gives you some time to go watch it. <laughs> y'all cheat, bro. That's all I got to say. Y'all cheat. But I am going to, listen, I'm going to give you two points for Bucking the Preacher, though, because that's my movie. Thank so you. I'm going to give you two points. I appreciate that. All right. So I appreciate there, that. There we go. So here, that's our movie for the culture, for your viewing pleasure. you got a week to catch up with, I'm scared to say this, Penitentiary, one and two, or Sounder. I would go with Sounder. <laughs> If you want your kids in the mm-hmm. room, you don't want to watch Central. Sounds like that's a movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go with, go with Sounder. Yeah. You too, right. okay. Am I released, sir? Can, uh-huh. I, can, I, oh. can I leave? Well, you know what? Before you leave, I do want to say this in a sad news kind of way. Did you see that Regina King son passed? 26 years old. No! Committed suicide. Yes. Oh, my God. I did Oscar not know that. winning actress Regina King son yeah, he did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. And you know that, that was sad. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really want to do the story, but you know, did want to say that all those people, you know, family, but you know, Janet Jackson, um, Octavia Spencer, Jackie Harry, Lonnie Love, all of them, you know, paid tribute. I wanted to make sure that I. You know, kind of mention that. You know, yeah, wow, well, good stuff. And Louis Anderson wow. passed as well. Now, coming to America. Oh, Louis oh, Anderson. really? Yes, yes, he passed oh. this week as well. 
So, yeah. We are losing people. So, yeah, I'm sorry to to send you out on 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 a down note, but... Just wanted to make sure I put that out. I didn't know if you did that on the show before. I no, uh, no, no, we didn't. Uh, didn't know. Thank you for bringing that up. And uh, you know, we've been we talked about how uh, the end of 2021, but it's like it's just continuing on. I mean, you know, we lost M. Toomey, and I mean, we my goodness, this is crazy. Meatloaf just died. I mean, what's going on, man? I mean, what's really going on? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, oh, and wow. and. As everybody tries to lower their guard and saying, I'm sick of the pandemic and all of that nonsense, don't be sick of dying, right? Just understand something. You need to protect yourselves and uh, forget what people are saying on those other news channels. Forget what, you know, um, whatever governor that you, in whatever state you're in, forget that. Protect yourself and be safe. The cold and flu kills people like diabetes and heart disease and everything else, be safe and protect yourself because this stuff is no joke. And when you have pre-existing conditions, I think Louis Anderson had, um, I think he had cancer, and but he had other related heart ailments too, uh, uh, yeah. heart-related ailments that was going on. So um, wow. just wanted to say that. I know I've mentioned him on the show before, for, you know, coming back, right. and com- coming to America. I always like. Um, Louis Anderson, as yeah, as, so shout wow. out to him. He gets, he definitely gets an honorary on this show for me. Um, Absolutely, much respect. Yep. All right, brothers, All right. Lay, man, appreciate it. Blessings to his family, and y'all have a blessed show, brothers. And uh, All right. it's all yours. All right. all right, all right. We'll see you next week. Now, Qantas Airlines has lost its title as the world's safest airline. For the first time since 2013, Qantas was on a long streak of, uh, you know, safest airlines. Now, here's the sad thing. That's an Australian airline, right? They dropped, but the only person that took their place was New Zealand Airlines. (laughs) Wow. so, So, get this. So, New Zealand Airlines... And then two Middle Eastern airlines, um, Cutters and that other, I can't remember the other airlines, Singapore Airlines, Air Portugal, Qantas, and the only U.S. airline, Alaskan Airlines, made the list. Damn. And then Virgin yeah. Australian, Virgin Atlantic uh, was, in a, was 10. So wow. They, yeah, they rated the airlines and looked at 385 carriers across the world measuring the airline's crash and serious incident report and the age of the aircraft and their um, COVID-19 protocols. All of our airlines fail that bull. <laughs> I don't about, doubt remember it. When Delta, mm-hmm. Remember when Delta was talking to their CEO, like, we want to make it, you know, voluntary and we can't for, They was listening to that Trump stuff. So when you get rich people, mm-hmm. American Airlines, oh, we don't want to do that. They're not safe. So you might want to take a Middle Eastern airline. They're safer <laughs> than the airlines that's putting you at risk. That apparently. is crazy. Well, the Middle Eastern yeah. airlines are, are safer than the United States airlines. That's crazy. Yep. Mm. Yep. That is exactly what happened. And, um, wow. I heard um, Vanessa say she was going on a cruise, that she was preparing for herself work. Yep. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what company she's using, but a cruise ship 
with 300 passengers and 400 converted to the Bahamas to avoid a warrant over a $1.2 million unpaid fuel bill. So Crystal <laughs> is the airline. They were, they were docking in Miami. U.S. law enforcement, uh, enforcement was going to seize the ship. So the ship had 700 people aboard. They divorced, diverted uh, from their scheduled port in Miami and fled a warrant uh, and went to the Bahamas. <laughs> wow. And they kidnapped 700 people, it looked like. That's wow. what I'm yeah, That's it. It, was to, it was supposed to return to Miami on Saturday to end a 14-day Caribbean cruise, but instead said they veered off, um, and they docked Saturday night in the Bahamas. So um, so this British musician who was performing on that <laughs> on that ship told the DailyMail.com that they were about, uh, they, were, <laughs> they, were, they were fleeing the law. Um, so anyway... So the staff, they said the staff ratio reflects the struggle of cruise lines to attract passengers because there's more crew than there was passengers. There was 300 passengers and yeah. 400 crew. Yeah. Whoa. So dang. Wow. So, so Vanessa, when you when you when you get on the boat, just be like, did y'all pay y'all bills? Nah. But matter of fact, don't do that. They might they might kick you off. <laughs> you might want to wait till you're out at sea. <laughs> really? <laughs> to crack, crack a joke. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, the the Federal Reserve is weighing creating, um, they're weighing creating digital content, which will allow them to direct transfer um, money without U.S. banks. Mm. And they're trying to play catch up to China's uh, early move to into electronic currency. So the Federal Reserve have released a long-awaited Paper weighing in the pros and cons of creating a central bank digital currency, a CBDC, um, digital form of cash in your pocket. Again, I don't like I don't like none of this. Like I, I don't care what you say. I think that when your electronic fail and you lose your cash, then you are gonna have a problem. <laughs> I am still down with people mm-hmm. putting it in their mattress. <laughs> Technically, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yep. If, see, if our society based itself on uh, electronics, what happens when we have a blackout? What happens Ooh. when we have a <laughs> yeah? Right. Really. Everybody's broke. Really. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, everybody keeps talking about crypto and how this is a good idea. I'm like, rich people think about. Think, a friend of mine called me and asked me about crypto and what I thought about it. And I said, think about it. If I create crypto, right, and you give me all your cash to get a digital coin, and that coin goes under, who has all of the cash? The person who you bought that damn crypto from. Just think about it from that way. It's a nice little Ponzi scheme if I ever thought it was. That would have been that's it. A, that's, a, that's a damn good question. That yeah. is a damn good question. They're selling hmm. your butt magic beans. And they're like, hey, these beans are worth money. If you give a bean to another person who accepts beans, they cool. But you're paying somebody to get magic beans. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, wow. magic beans is the wave of the future. But I don't, I don't think it worked for the beanstalk kid. So I, I'm not going to bring up old fairy tales and stuff. <laughs> but you buy some magic beans if you want to. 
Now, U.S. taxpayers will have to submit a selfie using facial recognition technology from a third-party company to access their IRS account. So a video selfie is um, taken on a mobile device and then uploaded, I'm not going to tell you where, along with your personal government ID, and the site um, uses facial recognition software to verify an individual. I just want to say this for the record. If you're waiting for me to do facial recognition with the government, I, you're gonna get. You better wait for my letter in the mail. I am not. Don't ever do that, people. But they they, they said that you can use really? facial recognition. Yeah, because hmm. you know what happens is that if you voluntarily put your information in the database, they can use it any way they want to. That's that's why I, I I try I stay away from a lot of that stuff, man. I do yeah. a lot yeah. of it. Remember Facebook used that as a defense? They're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're selling data, but they gave it to us. That was their defense. Yeah. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. make them. So you <laughs> right. I didn't authorize them to sell it either, though. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I didn't authorize them to sell it either, though. I might have gave it to right. you, but I didn't authorize you to sell it. Right. But they're mm-hmm. selling access to you based upon your preferences. So they're skirting around this by saying, hey, I didn't tell you to fill out your preferences. Mm. It's like watching wow. YouTube, right? Like with Google, they, mm-hmm. they suggested videos after you watch one is an algorithm mm-hmm. based on what you watched previously. Yep. So, so I watch, mm-hmm. I watch like um, very unorthodox every now and then just to throw off the algorithm. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is this about a monk uh, playing bongos? Like, like let me check this out. <laughs>
that just seems kind yeah, of odd. Yeah, that's for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. I bet, you, I bet you Facebook charges them, though. Yeah. That's what they you do. You pay them, Facebook is charging them. So they figure out another hmm. revenue stream for themselves. Now, hmm. President Joe Biden's nominee, Holly Thomas, was confirmed as the Ninth Circuit federal judge, making her the second black woman to sit on the bench after Republicans questioned her civil rights record. Like, the Republicans questioned somebody's <laughs> civil rights record. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Judge Holly Thomas was confirmed as a judge for the Ninth Circuit of, uh, Court of Appeals on mm-hmm. Thursday with a Senate vote of 48 to 40. Mm. Now, what's important about that number is that you don't need 50 votes to win in the Senate. You have to have the majority vote. So if somebody does show, for example, they want to yeah. pass the Voting Rights Act, all they need is two Republicans not to show. Right. And they can hmm. pass it. So just by having them hmm. take a null, see, that's that's the fine line of Senate rules. When Vanessa says, well, how come they didn't do it yet? All they have to do is convince two Republicans. You don't have to Not vote to no, up. just don't show. Yeah, don't show Right? Up. You won't be for or against it, and it will still pass with 48 votes. It doesn't mm. need Joe Manchin and Cinema. If Joe Manchin and Cinema does not show up, and they take four Republicans with them, then the, the Democrats can actually win a vote. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do behind the scenes. Not saying that they're not. But there are different ways to win. So Biden did get a confirmation with a majority rule vote, because you can do that. And hey, we just want a majority roll call vote and 48 to 40. It was not 50, but she's on the bench. And the Republicans did not like her, by the way. Mm. And I think it was probably because she was black. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with anything but her being black. So no matter what Mm. they tell you, it was something else. Now, an unvaccinated COVID patient who was 55, whose wife sued a Minnesota hospital to stop them from turning off the ventilator, they flew him to Texas, and he died. So, Squire mm. Spooner, who's 55, Buffalo, Minnesota, has died of COVID-19 uh, almost a week after he was transferred to a Texas hospital after his wife won a restraining order to keep him uh, on life support. Um, he was a patient at Mercy Hospital. And um, in Minnesota, where he was set to have his ventilator shut off on January 13th, and he had been hospitalized since October after catching a virus around Halloween. So he was transferred to a hospital in Houston where he died. And you know what's interesting about that? That is somebody who did not want to be vaccinated. And then they're saying, Mm -hmm. oh, you can't turn off the ventilator. He's fine. And then they Mm -hmm. move him, and he still died. So you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Get that food right. vaccinated. I'm not calling him a fool for passing. I'm just saying don't be foolish and not get vaccinated and then to expect everybody else to risk their own lives for you. That's, what, you Jay done. Saying, that's what Jay was saying earlier, man. Jay was yeah. saying the same exact thing earlier. Should we just ignore them? You know, when they come in and, and, and I was like, wow. I never thought about yeah. it like that, but, you know. Wow. Although our humanity is well intact, there are people who don't give a rat's about seniors who are not eating and all this other stuff. Those are the people mm-hmm. who don't want to get vaccine, vaccines. 
that they don't want to get vaccinated, but they want you to go out to save them. And it's like you are not, your humanity is not helping anybody else on this planet until something happens to you. So we're watching all of these mm-hmm. cases where people are dying, and they're like, oh, I know. And it's like, okay, you don't have to see that movie too much. Now, former Pope Benedict, um, I want to say he's the 16th? I don't know. I can't. My Roman numeral game is off today. But I, <laughs> former Pope Benedict uh, knowingly failed to take action to stop four priests accused of um, child sex abuse in Munich in the 80s, according to a damning report that was published on Thursday that risked um, shattering the ex-pontiff's reputation. Now, Benedict is still living, by the way. He's the one who stepped down before this new pope came in. Now, he was an archbishop in Munich in Germany from 77 to 82, and he has denied any responsibility uh, of these two cases where he allegedly failed to act involving clergymen who had committed several proven acts of abuse but were allowed to continue with pastoral duties. Now, as, again, we get critical to everything else, I don't know how the Catholic Church is surviving. I don't mm. know how they... You know what I mean? There's a lot I'm of donations. Got to be. No, no. I'm just saying, like, that everybody is still there. I would expect them to mm-hmm. go to different churches. But the Catholic Church is still thriving with all of these, you know... That should just be off limits. Any kind of abuse of children should just be off limits. I'm not. I'm not trying to get the the, the church on me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, let me give you a, uh, a fun fact. Do you know the Pope's guards, the Swiss, the Swiss guards? Do you know they cannot be Catholic? Really? Did you ever know that? Yeah. No, the, I didn't. The guys, the guys who guard the Pope cannot be Catholic. Why is that, I wonder? You know, I don't know. I, I knew that for a while, but I, that, that was just interesting to me that out of all the people who worship them, the cardinals and everybody else, the people who guard the Pope cannot, and it's not that they're not, they cannot be Catholic. Mm, and I that's think crazy. So whatever is going on in that, that's a secret society issue that I can't really mess with, but... I'm not in that crew, so I don't really know. But it's just an interesting fact that that church operates very much off the grid. So for them to still be as upfront with everything else and sending contradictory messages and and all this other stuff and then having these priest problems, they really don't, no matter how bad the press is, it never really sticks to the church like that. I'm I'm just, just, it's just an observation. I'm not saying anything to people who are Catholic, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So Microsoft, I know I, had, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't move out of that. Any kind of, there is no smooth way to move out of that because I'm about to tell some stories that will make you leave their churches. But anyway, so Microsoft um, bought that game Call of Duty and Candy Crush. Yeah. I thought yeah, they, 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 they said they're going to be the biggest gamers in the, in the, in the world, man. Wow. That $68.7 billion they paid for, for mm-hmm. that game. As soon, soon as I'm, I'm off the show, you know I'm going to play Candy Crush. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. But 
my mom was when my mom was in the hospital just to occupy a little time, I started I would play Candy Crush. And when she passed, I think I was really upset because I had, well, not upset. I was upset because she passed, obviously. But I remember I was at somewhere around 270 days of Candy Crush. (laughs) And I remember one day. Yeah. They record every day that you play Candy Crush, right? It is increments. And I remember when it started back at one, I felt some kind of way. Because I was playing so much in the hospital. So Candy Crush got me in a different kind of way. I wasn't addicted to it like that. I just got used to playing it. But I never bought anything from them. But apparently $68 billion or almost $69 billion to pay for those two game makers. Uh, wow. Uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Don't don't call Microsoft bro- broke. Like, uh, no. Remember when Microsoft came out and people were like, Bill Gates is rich and blah, blah, blah. You know who had more money than Bill Gates? IBM. Yeah. Because, because the machines that that software was running on are called PCs, which are IBM. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Apple owns the Macs, but IBM had the PCs. So I'm mm. like, yeah, somebody else got rich, but we ain't talking about them. Big Blue is still yeah. functioning. IBM yep. is still what they call Big Blue. All right. Now, up to 76% of reported COVID vaccine side effects could be imagined as a part of what they call uh, 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 flumina, I guess what it's called. It's a uh, non-placebo effect. It's like a placebo. It's what the Harvard team uh, um, they performed a study comparing the vaccine side effects um, suffered with the vaccine recipients to those who received placebos and found that 76% of the symptoms could be in the head of people. Hmm. You know, really? Now, I, yes. Now, I actually agree with this. This is why anytime someone asks me about, you know, getting that vaccine, they have anxiety. I will talk to you for as long as it takes because if you have anxiety when you're putting something in your body like that, your body will react to the tension that you're creating inside of your body. So I can see Mm. that being a a true thing. So I always worry about people who are scared to get vaccinated because your body will, you know, I mean, I I had a cold or something or a nose running from – you know, heat kicks on up here. You know, it's been cold. And so you have to change your air filter. Well, if my nose starts running, I'm like, COVID. <laughs> Anything that comes close, I'm like, be careful. It could be COVID. <laughs> you know, if you see, you're like, is that just? <laughs> or is that COVID? I think the same thing, Jerome. I think the I'm same thing. Oh, I, 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 I don't need it. I don't need it. I, and I'm thinking about something, fool. You probably ain't got it. Right. But hey, it is what it is. Right, mm. that's what I think. So your mind does that. You, the media, I mean, I know every time I'm in the snore, I can tell the difference between the sneeze and the cough, but the first person that coughs, I'm out of there. It's like a, it's like a mini alarm system. <laughs> Somebody coughs, and I'm like, I'm not going in that aisle. COVID. So, yeah, yeah, your your mind can do that to you. Yeah, you got to be careful. I think the same thing. Oh, hell no, <laughs> get away from me. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. Yep, uh, yep, I'm definitely out. Now, Martin Luther King's daughter, Bernice, thanked um, Harry and Meghan 
for honoring their father after the couple um, bought, they bought meals from black-owned food trucks to give away to volunteers at the King Center on Martin Luther King Day. So, um, the Duke and he's still the Duchess of Sussex. She may be. All right. So, they supported... Yeah, I think they still keep their titles. But they support um, the staff at the King Center in Atlanta by buying the meals from black-owned food trucks and then gave them gave them out to volunteers, which is kind of, I guess it's cool. I mean, hey, it, it, giving a meal to somebody who's working is never a bad thing. I did a lot of volunteering. That's true. Um, and so I, I appreciated that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when I was little, like, you know, I volunteered for the Olympics and did all this other stuff. And it was actually pretty cool. We, just, we had fun. So volunteering, it made it fun that, you know, well, we got a day off school too, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it was too rosy. We did get, we did get a day off of school, and got a free lunch, and so we was cool with volunteering. <laughs> so yes. Now I don't know if you saw this, but UConn is ordered to pay X X men's basketball coach Kevin Ollie eleven million dollars after improperly firing him in 2018 for violating a recruiting rule. Now, here's the thing. He just won a national championship, and they fired him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. They were ordered ordered to pay him from an an arbitrator. um, They ruled that UConn improperly fired him, and they needed to pay him $11 million within 10 days. Good. And that's an Good. arbitrator because he should probably be getting something like $50 million. But So the arbitrator mm. probably brought the number down. But, right. Yeah. Mm. It, it is funny, as we talk about, we, and we didn't talk about this on the show, about the black, you know, one, one black NFL coach and um, – it's easy for them to get rid of black coaches yeah. where, you know, everybody else, you know, here, here's the thing. I, I know that this is uh, an issue of the black community. We always think when a black person turns like 40 that they're too old to do anything, right? It's like, why are you still rapping? Like, yeah. yeah, really. So when people say things like, why is Joe Biden president at the age that he's in? I want to say this to all the sports fans. Have you ever watched, like, basketball or football, the commentators? All of them have white hair. Y'all don't say nothing about them white men. They're old as hell. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. They're old as hell. You don't say that because it's like, oh, why is he sitting there? It's because you can still function after you turn 60. <laughs> like, I don't know why we do that as a community. <laughs> It, it's crazy. It's crazy. I was watching uh, my late-night YouTube activities. I actually watched Jody Watley in a performance that she had yeah. last year, just a couple of YouTube clips, singing Some Kind uh-huh. of Lover and all of those songs. So I was like, she still is dope. Jody Watley can't yeah. be that dog on hold. But she, I mean, I mean, she got to be probably 60-something, right? But her voice yeah. sounds great, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyway, yeah, we write people off after they turn a certain age. It's kind of killing me. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, you're not done after you turn 40. 
I know it seems like our life expectancy kind of gets a little shaky, <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be sure. productive. <laughs> yeah. Because how old is Nancy Pelosi? But she's about like 78 ish. I don't know how old she is. Yeah, something like that. She keep down her hair, though. She ain't let that go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's a hard thing, too. Like, some of us are not vain, and it's hard for us to do stuff like that. And be like, look, I'm going to dye my hair. Yeah. I'm watching people stop dyeing their hair, and I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with them. You know, so yeah, anyway, yeah. Still, she's still keeping her regular appointments. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a Texas teacher who was caught on video saying her, her, her students um, were complete and utter morons and said that she wouldn't save them if they fell in the river. She was placed on leave. Like, on wow. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Really? She was wow. caught on video calling the morons <laughs> who mm. are so awful that if they fell into a river, I would let them float away. That's what your teachers are looking like in some places. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kids, ain't the future, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I just heard them, uh, what is it, uh, Randy Watson <laughs> singing that song in my head. <laughs> Thank you. Randy Watson. <laughs> See, and that's, that's why they need to know uh, black culture. <laughs> See, because I'm not going to explain where Randy Watson came from. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just ain't going down. All right. Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Randy Watson. And Clarence saying that that's not the trash. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, just... All right. So um, the Oath Keepers, um, they willed in weapons, ammunition, and essential supplies to last. 30 days at a hotel seven miles away from the Capitol on January 6th. Mm. Now, one of the members um, uh, was telling another, just say the word, and we have supplies. So this guy, um, Edward um, Vallejo, of 63, who helped coordinate the far-right militia's quick reaction force, which was uh, ready to show up at the Capitol, fully armed at a moment's notice. They had... 30 days of supplies near the Capitol. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Somebody, somebody needs to go down for this. I'm not, I don't even know what to say about this, but somebody needs to go down. Exactly. Now, and for them not to act, I, I, I watched for, I was watching Bill Maher the other night. He was like, whoa, and Democrats are always talking about the police, the police, the police. Like, Republicans attack the police at the Capitol. And, and you right. understand nothing is wrong with their messaging? Are you kidding me? Stop! Stop! They you know some have both messed that messaging. The Republicans are just better at it. So they, 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 hell, they got attacked. They was gonna get killed, and they said there was nothing wrong with it. And you're not worried right. about their messaging? Come on! Right? This is ridiculous. Right. Now here, here's the thing: as as much as um. You know, and you talk about like just regular gatekeepers. Bill Maher is is that for me, right? Yes. He appears to be a yes. little liberal on the side of black people because he sleeps with black hookers. But the trick mm-hmm. is that that dude is not liberal enough, or he's not. He no. can't see anything from your perspective. No. 
he is holding it down for colonizers. And mm-hmm. I say that about a lot of people, but Bill Maher is a poster child for that. It's like listening to yep. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I remember watching um, an interview with Ice-T. Um, mm-hmm. He was being interviewed on uh, World Star with Big U and... That, it's a it's a dope interview if you ever want to see um, some insights to IC. But um, IC said that about Trump. He's like, you know, because um, Big U, who who um, out of California, he was locked up during a lot of that time. He said, why was um, why was all these black rappers hanging out with Trump? And he goes, you have to remember, it's symbolic of wealth that people were going for. Didn't nobody like Trump like that. Like, mm-hmm. we need to own that. So white people see that as, oh, well, Trump used to hang out with rappers. It ain't that they hung out because they like Trump, but Trump was paying for stuff. He was buying the bar. So if Trump wants yep. to give them red carpet, they took red carpet back then. But then nobody, don't nobody like Trump, and nobody trusted him. We ain't, we're not stupid. Mm-hmm. So, and let them talk about taxing the rich. Bill Maher lose it. I, I paid a million dollars in tax. I said, Okay, that's like me paying nine thousand dollars in taxes. Come on, dude. Right. You're not paying How much money did you make? Your fast share. You know? Right. How much yeah, money did you cool. make? That was really? to pay a million dollars, and I guarantee you, still didn't over pay. Twenty million. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, he did not pay as much, and that was like payroll tax because that's HBO paying him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Shoot, we we get out a bigger percentage out of our payroll tax, so I wouldn't even yes. sweat Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so prosecutors are investigating Rudy Giuliani to get their hands on more than three thousand of um, of his communications and um, the probe over Ukraine. Now, here's something a little different that we haven't heard in a while, but there were more than twenty five thousand communications found on eighteen drives seized by the FBI during the raid of Giuliani's home. And office Ooh. on April 2021, and he's mm. been investigated um, by the office that he once ran. But that's that's the federal FBI Southern District of New York just investigating him. They get mm. see again. He may not go to jail, but when all of this stuff come up, comes out, I think that he is not going to be fit to have a leg to stand on. He's going, but he's going to make money. Like G. Gordon oh, Liddy. Yeah. Like, oh, um, without a doubt. You know, and G, if you don't know, G. Gordon Liddy was involved with Watergate. Oliver North, yeah. who was involved with Contra. They can just all run, yeah. you know, OAN and Fox and all of these right wing and make money. Because that, that's part of who they are. Mm-hmm. Even being guilty, they make money. Yeah. Now, a Florida man pled guilty to threatening to behead Nancy Pelosi and Alexander, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, um, in a deranged phone call, a series of deranged phone calls. So this guy, I don't know why they always have three names, Paul Vernon Hassler, <laughs> um, 60, admitted to mm. charges in federal court of Fort Pierce on Friday, confessing to threatening the House Speaker and the, um, the representative out of New York. So uh, mm. I don't know what he's going to get. But I bet you he gets a slap on the wrist too. I was just playing. Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. We know how they they can get that done. I was just playing. It was just a joke. Now Texas Attorney General um, Ken Paxton 
rejected prosecutors' demand for records of uh, his appearance at Donald Trump's January 6th rally outside of the White House, pending, um, uh, I guess it was preceding the riot, or, I'm sorry, the insurrection at the Capitol. So Travis Mm. County District Office in Texas set a four-day deadline for Paxton last week to turn over records involving the Save America rally. And in a letter to the district attorney's office on Friday, Paxton's office denied any violations and rejected the office demands for documents. But by refusing to turn over the documents, the attorney general now faces a lawsuit accusing him of violating the state's open record laws by repeatedly balking at the um, media's request for his communications around the time of of January 6th. So here's what's going to happen. That stuff is going to come out. And I think he, I don't know when Texas State Attorney General's election is, but um, I would not be surprised if it's during the the governor's, because the governor's up this year, too. So this guy, um, his information is going to come out just before the election, if he's playing around as well. But him and his wife, his wife is a a state senator in Texas. They're getting both of their records. All right, so here's my two church stories after I did the Catholic Church one. A Tennessee megachurch pastor said that he is um, taking some time off to spend with God. What do you think he did, Elias? <laughs> we need to have a new game for this. What did your pastor do? <laughs> he probably had an affair with, with, with some, one of his parishioners. He had an affair, and that's it. Okay, see? All right, see, now that, there you go. He shot church members when they found him half naked with a married co-worker with a, a parishioner from the church after they secretly recorded a video of those two in a restaurant was widely circulated online right so they were in the restaurant and um, last november volunteers at the venue church in chattanooga tennessee paid a surprise visit to the pastor's house pastor uh, uh, uh tanner uh Tanner Smith, and um, they discovered the pastor wearing his boxers, boxers, and a married <laughs> church employee in a towel. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going. So the 41-year-old pastor, who was married at the time, Rusty explained that they had been making chili and hot dogs and gotten some food on their clothes, and they had to take them off. Yeah. That, that's probably what I would have done, too. They were, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. I've done that yeah, a many you know, times before. Yeah, <laughs> who had made chili? You know what I'm just saying? Yeah. Sometimes, uh, it, really? If you boil it too much, like, yeah, it will splatter. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they got bucket naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chili yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't, you cannot yeah. not finish chili. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he had to get it. So, between that, you know what? We got we should we should come up with like pastor excuses just just to have some on hand. <laughs> it's like don't, don't worry about that. See what had happened was that the pastor the pastor was making uh he he, he was making spaghetti spaghetti first and then he had more spaghetti so he wanted to make chili. I could see where this was going. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. yeah, he didn't want to have to run out and get no salmon patties. It is Texas, <laughs> and it was hot. So, yeah, that's it. You but, know, they, they need a chili in Texas. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That was Tennessee. So, yeah, so oh, Tennessee, Tennessee sometimes okay. get hot in Tennessee. Yeah. Mm. So you got to be careful. <laughs> you 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 need to warm your bones with a little bit of tech, with a little Tennessee chili. That's, that's the pastor's. A, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, now this pastor, um, Curtis Kenneth um, Bankston, he and his wife were arrested for false imprisonment after eight disabled people were found in a deadbolt door behind a deadbolt door in their house. The couple what? reportedly ran a one-step of faith, second-chance, unlicensed group home out of their basement in Griffin, Georgia. So, 14 months at, at, where eight mental—that that was they did it for 14 months—and um, they held eight them for 14 months. Yep. Oh, they, but here's here. God. Okay, so I have a little bit of empathy for them, right? So they said there was eight mental or physically disabled um, patients between the ages of 25 and 65. So on January 15th, wow. paramedics arrived to assist patients um, and um, had to enter the home via a window after finding the, the basement door dead boat. So the pastor's lawyer admitted that the door got locked nightly at 8 p.m., but said the residents can come and go as, they're pre- as they please otherwise. So okay. Curtis has... Denied claims against him, saying that he will fight okay. them. I, now, see, okay, I know, see, LES is going to be a little harder on the pastor than I will in this case. I'm just saying, if I ran a group home with people who are mentally unstable, I am locking the door when I go to sleep. I'm just saying, like, you're, don't stand you're right, by. You're right, I would. So I, you're I, right, I, I would not, too. I would too. Yeah, I don't I know would, what happened. mentally unstable. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so physically, yeah. that's different. If they were just physically disabled, you shouldn't be doing that. Mentally unstable, and you feel like you're doing the work of the church, and you had to take them. Um, I don't, I don't know. That now, here's where I know Jay would agree with me. Like I'd be like, you got to lock the door, and we're gonna need a deadbolt, a chain lock, mm-hmm. and, a, and one of those like metal poles. Like we gonna have to deadbolt this piece. So yeah, right. Now, send your letters to Jay, by the way, because we're not bashing them for mental problems. <laughs> send them to Jay, because I know Jay, Jay may be interested in reading them, but it is not going to be read over here. Don't, don't no. <laughs> That's a doggone job. Get over it. Now, a jobless Wisconsin man is convicted of killing and dismembering his parents. He's 23. Oh, Jesus. Listen, they discovered that he was lying about being a police scuba instructor and working for SpaceX, is what he told his parents. So, oh, my God. Yeah. He was found guilty of providing false information on on a kidnapping, as well as mutilating and hiding their corpus, corpses. He, mm. he only faces life in prison. Oh, okay. Jesus. So, although... I think you should have the death penalty for assaulting children. I've said that many times. I'm also starting mm-hmm. to feel that about parents. There's yes. something really wrong with you when you blame them for being born. Uh, there's something going on. But I don't, I don't think really? I have too much. Don't, put, don't ever put me on a jury for that. Because, really? hey, look, the Menendez, one of the Menendez got married in jail. For some reason, people... Yeah. 
cuddle up to them. Find these people attractive as hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. When you kill, if you kill your parents, mm. like you don't have regard for anything. I think society probably needs to lock you up. Really? You know. And mm. and um, they should also give you the death penalty if you lick your dog and let your dog lick you in your mouth. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> that is a whole nother show. I'll get into that one. <laughs> now, Amelia King, who's 42, told the school board, said at a school board meeting on Thursday during the discussing about face masks that I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to school if they put on masks. This is mm. on Friday. She was charged with making a terror threat and released on $5,000 bond. So King, who wow. is a dental hygienist, I don't know if that's supposed to make her seem friendly, uh, from uh, Luray, Virginia, apologized and insisted that she was just speaking figuratively. I can't even say it because it's such a doggone lie. Now, the school board oh, really? said that they took her threat serious and... We're stepping up police presence near the school. She's just playing. Mm. Just like the pastor. <laughs> right. Look, <laughs> mm. uh, wow. that's, that's going to be an ongoing joke, just like the pastor in the chili. <laughs> I was just mm. playing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just like the pastor. Now, mm-hmm. you know, last show, I didn't do this, and that sometimes I will do this, so please. You can write in and tell us if you want us to do a segment or finish a news story when we don't finish it. But this news story was with Herb um, Washington, who owned the 27 McDonald's, and he's receiving $33.5 million um, from corporate after a recent lawsuit. And so what happened was that, you know, McDonald's came out and said they discrimination has no no place in McDonald's. And they noted that the 35 uh, $33.5 million was a fair price for the value of the restaurant. He had 27 McDonald's. And wow. what happened is that he said that he um, they would only let them open up restaurants in really poor neighborhoods. So they weren't making a margin that white McDonald's owners were making. And then they took mm. away their franchisees from um, certain um, from certain restaurants, they made the black owners sell their McDonald's. So I'm sure as the neighborhood right. got regentrified, yes. So McDonald's is saying, oh yeah, we gave them 33 million dollars, but they still took their McDonald's. So, wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Washington was asked. Yeah. So so what happened was after they gave them the money, and the report came out that Washington. Uh, was asked not only to drop the racial discrimination, to, but to leave his 13 McDonald's businesses behind. So they were like, we'll give you the money, but you got to give up the McDonald's food. Mm. Yeah. They had to pay me. They had to pay me a couple hundred million. Get that. Mm-mm. Exactly. That means that they probably owe him a couple hundred million. Right? Yeah, so they had to give him a couple hundred million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a former Major League Baseball player for the Oakland A's. First filed a lawsuit at, in U.S. District Court located in Youngstown, Ohio, back in February, where he alleged McDonald's Corp. denied him and other black franchisees the opportunity to purchase restaurants in affluent areas while also 
treating white owners more favorably by uh, relegating black owners to the oldest stores in the toughest neighborhoods. And McDonald's assures that black franchisees would never achieve a level of success that white franchisees could expect, is what the lawsuit said. Why did they come up with that excuse? Why did they come up with what? Why did they come up with that dead bull excuse? Really? How, how no, did they come no, up no. with something that says they can only make more, uh, white people can make more than black folks? No, no, that's what they, that's what he was saying in his lawsuit. McDonald's didn't okay. say this. So oh, okay, the I lawsuit, thought they said it. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and in the lawsuit, it also said that black franchisees must spend more to operate their stores while white franchisees get to realize the full benefit of their labors. So aside from mm. Washington's more than 50 former black McDonald's franchise owners were forced to sell around 200 stores, and that was report that was reported uh, by uh, Revolt, like um, that network mm. actually did a story on that because they were just trying to validate Herb Washington's story, and then they found 50 more people that they sold around 200 stores that McDonald's made themselves. Mm. Okay, so. Here's the thing, and I know we, we've had this conversation. We always have this conversation in the black community. If you can own 200 um, McDonald's, why wouldn't you have 200 McDowell's, right? If there was a black <laughs> franchise, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, I know it, we crack a lot of jokes on here, but black people do have that kind of wealth that black folks can own. I don't know how many... Like, Shaq owns a bunch of, like, I don't know, um, Papa, Papa John's, and mm-hmm. I think he owns a bunch of Five Guys restaurants, and yep. um, LeBron owns, a you know, is the owner of Blaze Pizza. Like, there's black folks that own a bunch of franchises, and I'm not saying that we have mm. to always have this franchise, but can you imagine if there was a franchisee that all of those guys invest in? Now, I realize that they'd be targeted by colonizers. I realize this. But I'm just Without saying, a doubt. I, I'm just saying that we, McDowell's could have became um, uh, a reality from James from Good Times. He, had, he, could, have been, he could have moved on up by now. I'm just joking. But mm. <laughs> I'm just tying them all together. <laughs> I'm just saying. Doesn't that seem like that would be more of a, I don't know. I mean, the Darden Group, who owns all the Red Lobsters and Olive Gardens, that was the CEO was black for really? years. I, I think they sold them, but they owned um, Longhorn Steakhouse, um, Red Lobsters, and Olive Gardens. And mm. so, yeah, black folks own a lot of businesses, and it's it's a shame that McDonald's said, okay, I think we should stop eating at McDonald's. Honestly, <laughs> you know, really. It, I haven't. I, I can't say the tough. last time I've been to McDonald's. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I know that's tough, but um, we should probably we should probably uh, create a. There's a lot of great black restaurants that probably should be franchised by now. Yeah. So, um, I, I and I can't even. The funny thing is, I can't even think one. We had one here called Steak and Take. They had like the mm. best steak sandwiches, or Charwalls was the Wall really? family. But they had, oh, my gosh, they had great steak sandwiches. If they would have franchised that, they would have knocked any steak place out of the 
I mean, it was, mm. it was a mom and pop, but they had a couple of locations and um, really, really good steak. So um, we need to work on our franchise game. And, but anyway, but he did. Get, he only got thirty-three million. So when when I say that, I didn't say like, "Ooh, he got thirty-three million. He only got thirty-three million from them." Yeah, that's, he, he got ripped off. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. McDonald's does it again. All right, so yeah, I'll I'll end on that story, but I I really wanted to um, talk about that because I know we did that story a while ago, and this is just kind of the follow up to it. He did get that mm. part. Um, mm. Next week, I am going to talk about Heidi Fleiss though, because I keep missing that Ooh. story. We're gonna bring her back. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the madam, huh? Okay. Yeah, the madam story is back. Okay. Right, so on that note, we will get, we'll get back. Get back with you next week. All right, brother. All right. All right, next week. Later. Next week. All right, later.